Hey everybody, welcome back to the Eastern Shorecast. This is your man Steve here. Taking it up for Dave. Dave's on. Alright. You know, we're all back. He's like, try this intro, you're going to be real good. <laughs> so we're sitting down with our pal Andrew Talls here tonight. He's uh, graciously decided to come over and hang out with us. He didn't have to. We, we didn't pay him. I think he's rethinking it. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is know. awesome. I'm glad to be here, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Super, super informal, <laughs> super just cutting the stuff and having some fun. So, Oh, I heard that. The oh, jingles. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, we have ice cold beverages here. We're just uh, having a good time on a Saturday night. How's everybody doing this week? What's what would you do this week today, Dave? I this worked, week today. I worked smart. too much, and uh, I did do some fishing last week. Um, say where? I don't think I want to say where. No, I said say word. <laughs> <laughs> I was in an undisclosed location for uh, three days, and uh, I had friends of mine in town. Uh, my buddy Micah and his wife, and we stayed in a. A little seaside town, or excuse me, well, yeah, we can pretend it was seaside. Yeah. Uh, um, and dancing? Yes. I know you like long walks in, so. Yeah. As previously discussed, I was, that movie was written about my life. Yep. yep. And the Richard Gere character was very. Loosely based no, on No, not loosely, very structured <laughs> around your life, so. Yeah, absolutely. Which is cool, you know, yeah, to sure. each their own. Um, Lovely hair, too. Yeah. Caught, caught some puppy drum, caught, uh. Had a really nice bull red hooked, and um, lovely Miss Kendra just kind of checked out on me and decided she didn't want to reel. Kendra, you're a lovely person. I don't think it was your fault. I think it was your captain's fault. <laughs> she decided she didn't want to reel the reel, keep the rod tip up, or keep the line tight. Mm-hmm. She just decided, she just said, uh, she reminded me, you know, like when you go to a little league game and everybody's everybody's playing and there's one kid out in right field chasing butterflies. That was me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> it was soccer though, not, oh, not baseball. Yeah, she. I just looked over and because we there was a school of them that went by and uh, we hooked into one. I hooked it, handed her the rod, tried to grab another rod so we could double up. Right. Jigging, jigging, jigging. You can see them on the side scan. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of side scan? Oh, it's a lovely hummingbird. I like it. Solix. Like yeah, it. it's lovely. That, it's, com- it's nice. that company got more than their fair share of money out of us this week too. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Uh, it hooked, hooked the fish. The thing took off. I'm trying to catch another one. I look over and rod tips in the water, and she's kind of looking around. I'm what like, happened? What are you doing? And she's like, Oh, do I need a reel now? I'm like. <laughs> Probably not now. Well, I think I think from from their experience level, I mean, they're used to rock fishing the creeks, which is awesome. It's a great way to get started. It's cool. It's a cool looking place. But I think it's it's not. I mean, you can literally reel it in and reel against the drag if you have to to bring in the fish. Whereas that, there's a little more, you know, I don't know, technique to it, I guess. Yeah, I think I screwed up by telling her not to reel through the drag. I, I made it more yeah technical than it had to be. Well, I was nervous too because I wrecked a. Uh, Stratic last year, and I asked Matt from Seahawk Sports Center. I said, uh, "Is this could this be a result of clients reeling against the drag? Because it really doesn't have much to do with it. The mm. only problem is your main gear is going against your pinion gear. That could strip out, especially on a Shimano where they're finer tooth. That's why you get the smoothness yeah, from this, them. This was a Penn Spin Fisher Five. I mean, this is like a boat winch. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you can't hurt those things. Nobody's going to say they're a finesse reel, but you're not going to kill them. Yeah. So. Yep. But yeah, we lost that one, and I got very grumpy, <laughs> very grumpy. This is why I will never be a boat captain, because I, I just, I, I I really got mad. Like, I didn't say a whole lot, but you could tell I was mad. Right. 
but <laughs> that, that's why I'm very, especially Kobe trips and stuff. Uh, you have your experience level varies on a trip, so you may have somebody that's a total stick. So a t- a stick is somebody that's really good at fishing that you just tell them what to do, they do it, and you, there's no questions asked. They they do it you know mm-hmm. regularly. So I mean, you a lot of my clients are, are less than experienced and in not a bad way. It's my job to guide them to figure how to do that, but. It's everybody wants to drop the rod tip and do the wicked tuna stuff. I, I'm like wicked tuna. No, they're they're in a swivel rod holder, not doing right. anything but like letting the fish dictate what they do, what they're doing. So you are not going to break this fish off with you know 15 pound test and 25 pound test leader. Even the heavier stuff, I'm only at 30 pounds and 50 pound leader. You are not going to break that fish off. No, no. And I, I mean later in the evening, right at the last minute, we hooked a ended up being like a 47 inch rockfish. Mm-hmm. And uh, that thing took off, and, and my buddy Micah was hollering and like, I can't hold on to it. Now, this is a guy who said he wants to go tuna fishing this summer. Oh, my. And I was like, hey, you know, let's, let's, oh uh, yeah, let's, let's reel it back in a little bit. But he had a good time, yeah. and it being a really nice fish. So, uh, but man, that it was like, it was like a dinosaur parade on that side scan. Like, yeah. both sides of the boat, it was nothing but giant fish going by, and we could not buy a hookup. There was yeah. a guy in a very, let's say budget minded vessel next to me and he was just plywood transom and all he was just waylaying them just crushing them on on some pretty questionable tackle yeah Um, some people just have a dial to think again we've talked on this podcast before about overthinking everything where if it's not working and you know they're in the area it's like what i'm doing well i think what's important to remember at this time of year you have fish going out you have fish coming in that's the Chesapeake Bay. Take mm-hmm. that for that's what that's worth. But when you're on a mi- migrating fish pattern, you really have to induce that strike. You have to play into their hand. You're not going to put it out there and dead stick something and pick it up because they're in they're in travel mode now. In a week or so or, or whatever, the concentration of bait is not an issue in mm-hmm. this particular location. But they're not stopping. They're going to where they want to go to do their thing. You know, and good luck trying to stop them. It's it's tough and it's frustrating. I well, mean. We did find the typical puppy bite, puppy drum bite, so that was oh, nice. They're lovely. Yeah. So cool. And we had um, way too much she crab soup. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which became a problem on, like, day, day three. <laughs> like, oh, I got to go in now. <laughs> it became a serious issue for me anyway. So, Mr. Tolls, what have you been doing? Not too much. Been doing a lot of uh, turkey hunting last week, as we mm. talked about, and I did manage to get out on the water for the first time this year, uh, Friday. So hooked into a few rockfish, nice, which surprised me the size that they were for where I was. Hmm. Uh, of course, they weren't legal yet, right? Right. But, um, Mr. Mr. Tallis himself was fishing the Magathy, so yeah. everybody enjoy that. <laughs> oh, yeah, good old Magathy Bay, Magathy <laughs> Island, Magathy Creek. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, How um, big were they? Uh, twenty-one to twenty-seven inches. Nice. Very nice. Not bad. Not yeah, bad that's, that's always fun on light tackle. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. We were fishing for you know mega reds and you come up with a mega rockfish and you're like come on now what am i doing wrong here it's like wait a minute we pray for this yeah. and then when it's that time of year we want to go and you know i was pretty excited to see that rockfish sure sure and it's it's they're leaving the bet and again that's another story for another time but yeah it's it's there's a lot of big rockfish around too which is nice <laughs> he caught that thing like eight foot behind the boat and um he <laughs> got it in and he hooked it Right here, like chin, right, chin hooked him. Not even the chin, like right where the gill, like where those blood vessels 
come mm, through between the gill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like where it kind of goes to a V like that. Right. Pretty much where you would cut them if you wanted to bleed them. Sure. And the hook was in there. When that fish came up, I'm like, oof, man, <laughs> that's not good. And you could see the red. Yeah. And uh, I said, man, he's not hooked in a good spot. And, and we were real easy with him. Took the pictures and <laughs> took the hook out, put him in the, in the water, and we're swimming him, getting him swimming her getting them going and all that and then i take them by the tail and and kick it loose and she kind of swims swims off real slow right and mike is like was she was she ready to go and i was like yeah i think she's good but i'll worry about her dave is she gonna be okay <laughs> any, like, any, yeah. not that she any of our listeners okay. would know micah very well but if that's him to a t it's just he's very concerned when he wants to be concerned it's classic funny. micah <laughs> hey, well, uh, okay all right we'll go pray for in church no, he's he's not super religious but it's funny he's he's a funny character <laughs> so how the turkey's been treating you uh <laughs> do you want to talk about it <laughs> Do you want to yeah. talk about it, Andrew? You want it's, to share? Pro- it's probably best to just get it out. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> T- talking about it is good. Yeah, you know, I, I, got, I got one this year. I got one tag, and um, this week they were they were tough. I, I got close, and they went the other way, and then I went back in two days later, and they were nowhere to be found. Mm. So now, are you roosting them the night before? Or are you just going out and seeing what no, the day gives just, you? No, just just going out and seeing. I, I had um, before the season started. I scouted this bunch. Um, uh, where I where I found them the other day, so I just figured I'd go back and just see if they were there, and mm-hmm. and they were there, and then when I thought I had them, they were gone. <laughs> yeah, we've tried, man. I've tried to do the whole the roosting thing, and I know guys that are really successful with it, but I just I I can't. I'll either go and not hear mm-hmm. them, or I'll go and hear them and blow them out of the roost trying to get in on them in the morning. Yeah. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with our terrain and our hunt club. Like I was saying earlier, it's real tall pines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do some thinning in there, so if you know the property, you know where it's thick and where it's not, and we have these big, giant tax ditches, and it's just so hard to sneak in on a roost, so mm-hmm. I'm like you. I just kind of show up and see what the day gives me, you know? Yeah, and uh, for me, it's, it's a um, pretty much where I hunt is a 20 to 30 minute drive right. in the evening. Kids mm-hmm. trying to get to sleep, so yeah. or trying to get ready for bed. It's not really uh, convenient not or feasible to, to go do that, so... no. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't put any time, money, or effort into it. It's just that time of year where everything's turning on water-wise, so I'm I'm on the boat. and I, I've never done it historically either, but, you know. Deer hunting, on the other hand, that's, that's a, you know, something different, but... It, it speaks to my inability to sit still. Yeah. The turkey hunting. Yeah. I, I cannot... I, like, the deer the deer hunting just... just it kills me. <laughs> I can't do it, man. Yeah, I just cannot... And it's a thing, like, I'm a relatively new deer hunter. It's not like it's a, you know, lifelong thing. When I grew up, we didn't have any deer leases. We had very small, you know, plots of public land, and they were just, you know, swarmed by people. You know, duck hunting was the way to go, and it that still was pretty terrible in the Isle of Wight and all that stuff. Yeah, it's still terrible, Isle of Wight listeners. You know this. <laughs> you do much duck hunting still? I, I only do it uh, for work. Yeah. So if I, right. if I go out with some people... Um, and that's that's the extent of my duck hunting. It's not been anything I've uh, just been. Uh, it's too much work. It is and a lot you of work. Really have to love it. Yeah. There's I, there's no more. This the gone are the years where it was you know super just wide open. Now it's mm-hmm. like you really have to go out consecutive days a week, kind of figure out what's going on, weather fish fish Christ. <laughs> you have to hunt weather patterns and all that stuff because you know well, we just don't get the weather be, in the season anymore. It's true. It, I mean, we had a couple of weeks where it was really cold, but I mean, I started fishing February first this year, and it's like 
This is a beautiful day to duck hunt. There's no ducks to be found. I'm there all day. There's nothing flushing out of anywhere. So, I, I do dearly love waterfowling, and I I grew up waterfowling. Um, I just it's just not worth the work you got, and the work is harder as you get older. The same work. Is harder, you know what I mean? Like when I was nineteen, no problem. Trudging through marsh was no big deal. Then yeah. they come home and you got to recover three days for it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean pushing forty and I'm gonna do all that for buffleheads? No, right? <laughs> Not gonna do it, man. And they lowered the goose. It's yeah. still one goose, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. It was this so. year. I don't know what they're gonna do for yeah. fall, but. Not happening. Yeah. Not happening. And I live really close to the to the Deal Island impoundment and. Uh, or, well, you do too. Not yeah. that you would go, but yeah. uh, deal, deal island to firm out and all that. Yeah, and I mean, I had some, I had some glorious days there duck hunting when I was younger. I mean, just widgeon, pintail, gadwall, mallards, black ducks, geese, whatever. I mean, I skipped a uh, one of my yeah. I think I skipped a midterm or a final exam. Yeah, it would have been a midterm. They I don't. Guess. They don't count. No, I skipped. All you kids listening, they don't count. Go get a job. Not important. No. Go, go go get a job. Get a work ethic. That's you know, what matters. They're like, if I if I skip the midterm, I'll still get a C in the class, so I'll pass and I'll be all right. You know. My wife will tell you, like through high school, we went to high school together. She's a one year junior to me, but. I would barter with all of my teachers to get out of class. I'm just like, here, you know, here, I, didn't, I know I didn't do anything this first semester or anything, but, you know, the second <laughs> one, I, I'll make it up to you. What do you need? They're like, you're going to be a car salesman. I'm like, meh, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's really restricted now, too. Like, you, it's been a while, I guess, the rules have been in place, but you know gas motors, and mm-hmm. I think it's like two days a week. Or three days a week, the only times you can hunt it. And one thing I've noticed, too, I mean, we said same impoundment. We used to go out for snows and stuff really late season and everything, and they were thick in there when we had chillier weather. But there's also another thing, and this is no dig at any DNR personnel or anything, but there's there's definitely a presence here now, whereas years ago it was few and far between. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I mean, there's some old-timers that were some good old boys that would turn the other cheek, but now it's like... There's a lot of, you know, enforcement. So I think that holds hold a lot of people to a higher standard nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, did, I didn't go much this year uh, for work because um, I think it's become, uh, I always said with fishermen, you know, nobody wants to wants the camera to come with them when they go fishing. <laughs> but it seems like that's uh, transferring over to waterfowling, too. I've had a couple of people say, yeah. Yeah. Eh, you know, people will see where we are. So I don't know if it's kind of the, uh, the yeah. options for people out there to go to go waterfowling that's or another limited? Or that's another what? decent segue, too. I mean, as far as, like, social media is concerned and what you do for a living, you know, professionally, I think, you know, I've been with you a couple of times as far as filming and being nervous about how it presents, and you're like, dude, mm. trust me, when it airs, you'll be surprised how together it is. I mean, you're very... I feel very much the same about this podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Editing is a, is a wonderful tool, right? I mean, we don't edit anything. It's, no. <laughs> Like why? His, why is his ass out again? Yeah, yeah, just, we don't edit a thing. I run. <laughs> I run boats with no pants on. My clients should know this, you know. But it, it's you know, there's this not intrusive, and you know, camera comes up, and you just you, next thing you know, and you're just used to it, you know. So now was he on the boat for the bull shark, or is that a different? Time? Yeah, he got it all. Because well, I mean, it was on. Yeah, I'm like, I think. What is it? I don't because because Mike on the bow was like, hey guys, I think I got a ray ahead of us. I'm like, well, don't cast to it unless you want to, you know, ruin the morning. And we're in what two feet of water maybe and yeah he's i'm like i don't know dude i said he goes no that's all the other wingtip i'm like that's like eight feet apart from the other wingtip that is either the biggest ray or that is a shark 
So we left a big hole in the water. We flubbed a couple casts, and Andrew got the got the the meat of the the whole thing. We casted to it, spooked it for some reason. You think he would eat? It's a you know obviously king predator in that right. area. And that was cool, and, you know, and like seeing that on Outdoors to Marva, boom, dropped it there. <laughs> it was cool, but um, but no, I mean, it took us sixteen minutes to drop sixteen oh Outdoors to Marva, yeah. we did pretty well. Yeah, but uh, it was a great time. I mean, you know, having Andrew on the boat, and he was just like, yeah, whatever, man, let's do it. We even got him on some fish, which is nice. I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but he, it was cool. Like here, here's a rod. So. Yeah, I get bored out there occasionally. So <laughs> like, this is boring. Give me a rod. You guys aren't doing this right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no it's you know, it's hard this, for me to be on a boat and not fish. This, oh, is, yeah, this isn't a dig Absolutely. at all, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Oh, but God, a lot of people ask when they see our segments on there for the Tanger Classic, hashtag, hashtag, um, or the, you know, the Stachovia piece we did last year. They were like, does he really talk like that? I'm like, no, man. I'm like, he, that's his host. That's his, like, hey, guys, check this out, you know? I was like, no, he doesn't sound like that. He's got the same voice, but it's not like, hey, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Nice to meet you. He's like, hey, I'm Andrew. Well, oh, that's your on? host voice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> What's up? Everybody I, feeling sexy tonight? What's up? Yeah, so I uh, <laughs> I was on that flounder trip, and, and the guy was like, oh, you do a podcast? I was like, yeah. So what's the name of it? And he, I was like, it's Eastern Shorecast. He's like, oh, yeah, I've heard it. I was like, so I'm the guy that never shuts up. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like, like oh, you on that show, man. <laughs> oh, damn. Can I have my tip now? <laughs> yeah, right. He was a nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, but there's a lot. I mean, a lot of people seem to be enjoying it. I mean, it's and that's that's all that we were after. It's not, you know, for any other reason other than people having yeah, fun with it. Brian Behe. So. I probably screwed up his Behe? last name. Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. God service. Super nice dude. Runs out of the nice uh, seaside of Virginia for flounder mm-hmm. and other critters that crawl around in the muck out there. Very, very pretty uh, 22-foot Pathfinder. Oh, man. Lucky. Mm, lucky. Lovely boat. Look, I have to, if I bought a Pathfinder, I'd have to have a divorce, too, so... <laughs> What's a divorce these days? <laughs> 10, 20 grand, something like that? So. No, I think it's a pretty cheap divorce. Te- <laughs> well, I'd have to get paid alimony, which is nice. <laughs> sorry, babe. So you were saying... <laughs> Derailed that. I'm sorry, Andrew. Sorry. Yeah, I think they were saying divorce... Where did I hear that recently? That divorce is uh, expensive because it's worth it. Every penny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I heard that. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to ask my father. He's been divorced three times. Oh, so Jesus. Him, uh, hey, Rich, what's up, bub? <laughs> He got the bulk rate. He ain't going to listen to it. <laughs> He's got the same guy on retainer. He's, He's like, like, you're not even married. He's like, oh, you know how I go, man. I believe in marriage. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, we've gone off the rails already. <laughs> 1839, by the way, guys. Nice. So, Outdoors Delmarva. You want to you wanna get into that? So, Andrew hosts, as everybody who listens to this probably already knows, a show called Outdoors Delmarva. So, do you want to... I'm sure you have... A, a package spiel about your connection to your grandfather and all this and that. And da, 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 da. You want to you give me that? I can. I don't know if it's a, a package spiel or not. <laughs> well, you, but, haven't, um, you haven't told this story a million times? Yeah, well, people ask. Either either they know or, or they are, are somewhat aware that, you know, sometimes I get, is that your father or your grandfather? And mm-hmm. so I have to say, no, it's my grandfather. And he used to um, he, do an outdoor segment on WBOC in the probably, what, the 80s into part of the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the outdoor report, I believe, mm-hmm. on Fridays and Mondays. He did Scorchy's Corner, mm-hmm. and uh, at some point, I think mid '90s, he retired from maybe probably early '90s. He retired from doing the outdoor report, and then just did Scorchy's Corner. So, and I think that's kind of how Outdoors Delmarva got started. Was um, 
it was a popular thing for a while there with what uh, my grandfather did so um was there a time span there where there wasn't anything like that like between him and you uh i think for a while there i think uh there was um the Charles Paparella guy, isn't that? Travels yeah, with Charlie. Yeah, he did yeah. travels, and uh, he didn't do too much, uh, like, an, uh, fishing or hunting sure. outdoor. But, you know, I think probably mm-hmm. some stuff may have fallen in that category, mm-hmm. you know, an outdoor thing. But um, Steve Dawson, yeah. I think, picked Steve it up Dawson. after my grandfather. Yes. I'm it. sorry, I forgot that, yeah. Yeah, and um, now after he did it, it may not have been something. I know that was after he was doing it, I had moved to Virginia hmm. uh, for work, and then... Um, Probably around 2010, maybe they started Outdoors Delmarva, and then when the uh, host then left, that's when that's how I kind of got into doing it. So mm-hmm. about 2012, 2013. So, and it's uh, so where we're going on eight, nine years now. It's awesome. So, yeah, it's it's, it's always entertaining. It's awesome. It's an easy piece. I mean, Shay and I love watching it, um, especially when we're on it. What's up? <laughs> but no, I, I think you guys do a hell of a job. Um, my father, I mean, he, he will clear his schedule to sit down. Was it 730s at Friday, on Friday? 730s, uh, Saturday. Saturday and throughout, throughout the weekend, yep. yep. And he'll clear his schedule for that. Yep. He'll sit down with the TV dinner and watch it. Swanson's. Daddy, I'm sorry, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the way it is. I've been, been putting him out there. Lot, yeah. Live PD on, at 9 o'clock. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does, man. I, I can tell you, your, your, your grandfather's work was a huge, huge part of my childhood. Huge no, part. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it, it's it's definitely, when they showed the old shows, man, it, it really. I still send my father the first of the year when your grandfather yeah. went in. And he's like, yeah, Black yeah, Eyed Black Eyed mm-hmm. that's, yep. that's the one. And, yeah. he, and he's like, what, what, makes you, what makes your product so much better than everyone else? She's like, we cook it with the whole hog head. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so good. Why do you eat the Black Eyed Peas? Yeah. You got to be crazy. <laughs> Fellow so Chris Brothers. <laughs> Oh, oh man, and it's, it's, so it's good. there was another one. I think it was actually the he had some footage. I guess the station had some footage of the the blizzard of what seventy four, seventy six, whatever mm-hmm. it was, where the bay had actually frozen over. He went to the small boat harbor, whatever they called it at the time. I think it was later than that, wasn't it? Like seventy? It was late seventies. I don't think so because it was there no, were people driving. You weren't be- there. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I heard from my old ass father. Damn, Dad, I'm like beat me up this whole thing, man. But now, I mean, I, I you can look back. I think they released it. I, they do like the. Um, what do they call that thing where you put the uh, not cornerstone but the time capsule I think they had a time capsule Mm -hmm. thing piece back this year and it was about the freeze and it was just pretty cool to see how like crabbers and watermen dealt with it and I was like I can't get my boat out I don't know what to do (laughs) I thought the the juxtaposition of his accent and how articulate and thoughtful he was Mm -hmm. really always stood out to me because those weren't necessarily two things that that lived in the same neighborhood Mm -hmm. as, as a lot of people you know, right. they didn't give a whole lot of credit that people, you know, that talk like that or were from that area of the shore were as articulate, thoughtful, or intelligent as he was. And I, I just really, I really think a lot of. But of he was, work. he was but, Joe Everyman yeah. for the shore. I yeah. mean, he just, he, yeah. he could go anywhere and just, you know, he would adapt to whatever the situation was, which was very intelligent. And that outdoors piece, I mean, I grew up with, remember Dr. Jim? He'd fish. Uh, See, I don't remember. You don't this remember Doctor Jim. Jim? Do you remember no. Doctor Jim with the big beard? I definitely I remember Steve Dawson after he said. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot about <laughs> Steve Dawson. And he would do this very similar stuff, but it was super entertaining coming up. And like, man, this guy's like fishing in January when the bite was good at the Bay Bridge, Bay Bridge Tunnel. One more He'd, time. Bay Bridge Tunnel. There you go. <laughs> Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel. Oh, that's why I couldn't get out. Yeah. Um, you did much better than that than Kyle did with aluminum. Oh God. A couple episodes I, ago. I lo- I lo- <laughs> 
<laughs> Kyle is away on assignment, by the way. We haven't discussed that, but mm. Kyle's away on assignment, and uh, we'll follow up with him next episode. He's not in jail or anything. <laughs> At least that I know of, so. Anybody that follows Instagram stuff, his trailer's back and healthy, so it's all good. He's safe. That's all we Oh, well, about. let's talk about that. Is uh, his trailer truly safe? Yeah, so we awoke the other morning to a little text from our pal, and apparently his lovely well, girlfriend... Let's, let's rewind it. Oh, Kyle, sorry. Give Kyle's it, give it, give old it, trailer, Kyle's old boat trailer died yeah. Yeah. on uh, on the old Langford Highway. Rest in peace. <laughs> coming back to... Exmoor... Ex uh, coming back to Delaware. Yeah. Uh, Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> So he had to go out and drop uh, four grand for a new trailer. <laughs> it says Parker on it too, so that's good on him. Mm, yeah, and uh, it lasted how many weeks before his girlfriend backed into it? He said less than a month. Less than a month. Backed into it, bent the trailer. Y young lady, the young lady was going to work, backed her rig out, and backed right in the boat in the trailer. But hey, Amanda, it's great, man. It's the first of many adventures you guys will have. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, his assignment involves his boat and trailer, so he's doing just fine. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. He's doing surveying for uh, LIDAR systems. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, terrible. so my, again, as I told you earlier, my aunt had told me I should have applied for your job. I think you're doing a much better job than I would have. <laughs> so, congrats to you. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Much. It yeah. is much enjoyed. Like, everyone that watches it, you know, we, we saw our segments and stuff, the, the little bit of people that follow us or what we talk to he's like that in real life he's cool. just Joe every guy man it's a good time we have some fun yeah so how much were you around when he was doing those shows I know you were pretty young right yeah um, I was uh, let's see yeah I was on the show a few times were so, you yeah every once in a while he'd have me on there doing something either fishing or um, fishing on the Grady White or feeding a squirrel on the back steps. Nice. <laughs> uh, so my out. grand boy likes yeah. feeding the ruffians around yeah. here. Where would I go to see this episode? Uh, I think um, they're working on putting all this stuff either online or on a new... Uh, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't know too much oh, about okay. it. Right, right. But they're doing... Uh, I think they're working on a new 24-hour sports oh, cool. channel, really? I believe. And um, I've sort of been told that they're going to have Scorchy segments. They're going to have Outdoors Delmarva segments. Um, now, whether or not they're all going to be online, I'm not I'm not too sure yet. So please don't hold me to it. I'm sure more <laughs> information will be coming out in the future. But, um, no, I was on the show. Uh, he'd had me on a handful of times. But um, it was always, I didn't think much of it. And But then when you're out in public and everybody's coming up and talking yeah. to him, then, yeah. you know, because... He was scorched out. Yeah, everybody knew him, and everybody wanted to, to talk to him. So it was you kind of got used to it after a while. Right, but, yeah. um, but it was always neat. And that's awesome. You had mentioned something about uh, you know his writing and the way it still amazes me watching and listening to it. How he would turn a phrase or come up with this or that, Absolutely. and it was just uh, just. That's the yeah. most striking thing to me is it? Yeah, is um, in that time frame, like you said, in the eighties and nineties when. The Eastern Shore was still, I mean, I don't, you can't really call it a secret, but it was still mm -hmm. isolated to a point that it still felt like the Eastern Shore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon or anything, but mm. I do feel, because I am kind of a curmudgeon about sound it. Sound like one. I just, <laughs> I feel it slipping away every day. It's just a little less Eastern Shore. You know what I mean? And then you hear, <laughs> you hear Lindsay in the background making drinks. Um, it, it harkens back to a time when it, when it, 
<laughs> felt like the Eastern Shore to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, maybe yeah. I'm, I'm obviously not doing as well as he would turning a phrase, but it, it just it makes it feel like home when you hear him talk. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I remember when he, because um, they asked me to present this to him at the uh, local Emmy Awards. I forget exactly which year this was. It was probably... 2004, 2005, something like that, the uh, Ted Yates Award. And I, mm. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly. Ted Yates was probably somebody uh, in local television or in the, in the in this region that had right. something important uh, you know, to do with it. But mm-hmm. um, uh, they had me present that to him there at the uh, at the award, so it was kind of neat. And he got up there, and and he had said, uh, they, they uh, what did he say? I... I I, I I grew up in the marsh, or I came out of the marsh, and they put me on TV, and it was just. You know, <laughs> but um, that, that that you know sounded that, that pretty much just summed it all up. Absolutely. You know his his career and, and what he did, and it was just something he picked up very yeah. late in life. I mean, hmm. he was. And what did he do but, for a living before that? At, at some point, he used to run. Uh, probably before it was Summers Cove Marina, he used to oh. manage the marina. Oh uh, really? And he had a. Um, at some point had a uh, like a general store like a, a store down there like a provisions um, kind of yeah, thing yeah and um, he was a photographer for many years hmm. uh, probably I mean I don't know when he exactly started doing that but photographer up until he couldn't pick up a camera anymore wow. but um, he did all the like in Crisfield, all the school pictures, uh, business uh, pictures they had. He did all the school pictures. He did chase that life touch and all that. We don't want any like yeah. lasers in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think he worked at Rubber Set for a while, and um, that was how he went from there to being on WBOC. Was nice. I think it was for an advertising thing huh. uh, that the the owner of Rubber Set wanted him to promote the the business some some way I, I'm, I'm a little hazy on all the details right, right, but right. that was sort of how he transitioned into being on wboc uh so it's that was kind of an interesting uh interesting life would he run his segments would he be basically the cameraman and everything or would he actually go with somebody from the station and they would kind of back kind each of, other up kind of both i think early on he he would shoot all of his own stuff right. and then as as you know age crept in he, right. he had uh, a lot of and it was funny how i um ended up meeting over the years a lot of uh, photographers who worked with him that had said how much he he helped them and because wboc is typically a a starting point for a lot of people right. sure. in journalism and photography and videography so i ran into a ton of people over the years that uh, said they had worked with him and uh, just right meant how much he taught them about stuff i remember he taught me when you're uh, Christmas uh, with the VHS camera filming my father, somebody opening a gift and he was like now zoom in get, yeah. get, well, he, get taught, a he taught me how to shoot a sequence <laughs> right, you know, right, right. get in here tight and then you back up and get a wide shot and you're yeah. like what are you talking about you get know? it on their face they love that present yeah. <laughs> who'd have thought 20 years later that I'd be, you are. you know and, and that's what's great. I mean, like, as they've touched on, I mean, how he was a cornerstone in the community. Like, still, I mean, my father, and I'm sure your father would, yeah. you know, be like, man, I'm a scorched corner and it did this. It would be more my mother's side of the family. So my my father was born in upstate New York and then moved to Cocoa Beach, Florida in the 50s. So, and grew up in Florida. Um, my mom, my mom's family is from Hooper's Island. So, uh, yeah, your grandfather sounds like pretty much my entire mother's mm-hmm. side of the family, you know. <laughs> Not so much now. They, you know, the older folks are, are gone now. But 
Yeah, that that Eastern Shore accent was strong. It was strong in my family. So. There you go, that dar. Yeah, yeah I'd say the Hooper's Island accent was a little different, but, but I like the Tangier Smith. Leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, it's the one you. It's the one that you do. Yeah. Who's your dad? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know you. They call me Bubblegum Smith. I don't know. I remember when I met my wife down in Virginia when I worked there, and she's from West Virginia, mm. uh, Martinsburg. So not too far. Not she too like, far. She in like racing. Uh, <laughs> in laws in Harper's Ferry, so okay, that's yeah. right around the corner. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember we came here one year and uh, went out on the boat fishing with my dad and had the radio on, and somebody the from Tangier, yes, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. somebody from Tangier started talking, and <laughs> I could understand what they were saying. And she was like, I remember yeah. she was like, "What in the world oh, are they I, talking about?" Part of that, it's like, "What is he talking about?" It's cloudy out. I'm like, "Yeah, well, part backwards talk, you yeah. know." I used to play church league softball, and our our team had to field the concession stand like once a month or whatever, and it was our turn to to field it. And I wasn't playing at the time; like we were between games or or whatever. And my wife and I were working the concession stand, and this guy from it sounded Deal Island to me, <laughs> and he's talking, and I'm talking back and forth, and da 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 da. And he 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 wanted a Snickers bar and a soda. It was the <laughs> was the conversation. That transaction occurred, and he walked off. And my wife was like. I don't. I don't understand a word that was that he said. I understood you, but I didn't understand a word. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's funny too. Like Deal Island versus Crisfield, they'll have like a Taws and Deal Island, and they're totally. Not, I'm not relating them people in Crisfield. I'm like you're, you're separated by a spit of land. That's it, man. I don't right. know how that doesn't happen, but yeah. sure, enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It, so where is the? Uh, I believe it was a red satin jacket that he wore it was a red jacket i feel mm-hmm. like he always wore where is this jacket <laughs> is it around one of the jackets he used to wear he was buried in now, oh, I, I was gonna I ask enough, but i didn't know how to ask that i don't one. remember if it was the red one or there was another kind of like, like a khaki uh, colored like one a, yes uh, i wanted yes. to say green but not green kind of like right, almost like, like your hat color. like a like an army like color army army. Green. O- yes o- od green and i don't remember which one and i'm pretty sure whichever one wasn't some one of the kid, one of his kids, one gotcha. of my aunt or uncle or my father, gotcha. uh, probably have. I yeah, remember he the was, red one. He was buried in one with with all the patches on. <laughs> that's it. awesome. And that's I don't awesome. remember which color, but yeah. <laughs> man, imagine the Crisfield he knew, oh, like man. when he was a kid. Probably mm-hmm. wild, man. That town, that my my wife and I've I've said this on the podcast. I, I've said it, and it's been recorded way too many times <laughs> to to deny it. But she wants to rehab one of those old houses down there, and I just yeah. God's sakes, they're beautiful, but man, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what that town, I don't know what their deal is, but I, I do dearly love the town, yeah. and I, I, I wish they would really kind of I understand it. it's, it out, it's certain regimes that you'd have in, in, you know, city council and stuff, they kind of want to keep it that way. I remember there was a certain thing about the, um, the uh, boats that would come over from Smith and Tangier, and there was a local entrepreneur that started a, a libation place over there. Mm. And he went to the news about it, and he was a little upset about it, and he kind of voiced his opinion. Next thing you know, his business is closing up, and he was running out of town. Mm. I'm not saying forcefully. I don't know that. But, I mean, you're complaining about something that's happened for 100-plus years, and that's not the way that that's done there. You know, you just it's old-time 
people go down there and do it, go on car cruises and motorcycle clubs or whatever and just accept it for what it is because that's the way well, it's going to be. You can see the houses and know that money sure. moved through that town sure. at some point. Those older mm-hmm. houses, you know. It was the seafood capital of the world in the, what, 20s, 30s, something like that. The rail out of town. They went to mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. you know, New York, Philadelphia, big names up and down the East Coast. They, You know, a town like Cape Charles doesn't have anything that they don't have. It's You're absolutely correct. Yeah. It's the same. It's literally the same town. Mm-hmm. Look, Crisfield doesn't have a concrete plant, you know. So one up for Crisfield. It's true, but you had you know people that you know certain you know multiple generations went into Cape Charles and put money and reinvested and reinvested and reinvested. Dude, that and town was bombed out in the nineties. It was not a cool place to be. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, people came over from probably the mainland of Virginia and like put, yeah. dumped a ton of stuff in there. Now you have a lot of people that are willing to travel that. You know what, thirty miles in Norfolk or something like that over there, or you know Hampton Roads or wherever industry is. Yeah, you know? you, and you see, I mean, my wife and I spent our anniversary there uh, last night, and it's really. Did you guys stay the night there? We didn't stay the night, but we oh. came back through that storm. We got back about ten o'clock at night, and it was hellacious, but it was cool. We went to the uh, what's it, the oyster farm. We went to the. That was a really oh, good King's time. Creek. Everybody's super friendly. Yeah. Easy shout, out to, shout out to Jim Ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah he goes down there and uh, soaks late tackle right on the beach right up <laughs> front there. Hey, man, we're going to do this with our drone. But uh, no, it was a good time. It's boat friendly. Bring your trailer in there and hmm. big, stupid, loud diesel truck if you want to. And that's that's a dig at me, no way in particular. So what uh, what what goals do you have for the the upcoming fishing season, Andrew? What do you got, what do you got in mind here? Take it as it comes, not much? Yeah, just... Uh, Hopefully, fish. hopefully the the wind will uh, lay God. down eventually. Jeez, maybe yeah. once a week would yeah. be great. God, it's terrible. <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd love to see some uh, speckled trout come back. Uh, sounds like they they they're, might. Oh, they're on their way. I, I, I think, think they're probably here. Well, I think you're gonna see some thirties get caught this year. I, hope, I hope so. I hope. I hope you know to hear thirties caught and released. To be honest, because that's yeah, that's, that's a unicorn. That's, <laughs> that's a unicorn. <laughs> That, that's a total unicorn, man. I it's not so, so like they're here. There's no doubt in my mind they're in the Chesapeake Bay mm-hmm. in Maryland waters. And I and I am pretty confident I know where that thirty will come from. I just Magathy. where Magathy. <laughs> Magathy um, Creek. An area that would concentrate them. That's up. It, that's up to Dave. I mean, if he wants to put out that stuff, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Okay, um, that's fine. <laughs> he's a fisherman. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't want not to. Not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I I think that you're going to see some upper twenties uh, get caught this year because it's what the third or fourth maybe warm winter in a row we've had now. Yeah, yeah. Does that sound right? Third, fourth, fifth, something like that. The last that we yeah. saw at any regularity was probably five years ago now. And, the, and again, that's I'm I'm out there quite a bit, and I'm not you know specific speckled trout fisherman, but I'm. You know, there are certain areas where I know they live, and I've seen well, them we before. Well, know, we know they're beautiful, but they're mushy, and they're. Unbe- <laughs> nobody likes eating them. That's true. They're terrible. Don't eat them. I don't like eating them. I don't like eating them. I don't know why anyone would bother trying to catch them either. Again, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, don't don't go there. I mean, shallow water is terrifying. Don't don't no. mess with it. Yes. So the the day that I saw you at an undisclosed location during the the Tanger Classic. Um, we were catching them pretty regularly between like 24 and 27 inches. It's boom, 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 one after another. And they weren't... They, it was all Chuck Gordy. Yeah, Chuck Chuck was crushing them. Um, and he had a wind knot. He had a wind knot that looked like a hairball that came off a cat. And he just kept casting it. He did, did not care. Could barely get it through the guides. And you could hear every time he cast it. was like, going through the guides, just <laughs> hammering trout. Didn't care. 
Um, but uh, I just I, those fish, if they survive the winter, are an inch, two inches bigger, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. And it wasn't like there weren't that many of them. There were a yeah. bunch of them, you know. So see, uh, that, that kills me knowing that you had caught them. Yeah. Because we I caught none. Yeah. <laughs> well, two days, you no. were 200 yards too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing was, like, we, we, we put up. <laughs> you we, went back to Boston. That's fine. I had been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's funny, the, fr- the Friday, because I, I just went out to go out and try to find some, mm-hmm. and I limited out Friday yeah. when I wasn't. That wasn't that was my lay day or whatever. Right. I, I oh, I didn't catch any good ones until after yeah. lines out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't start until after lines out. So yeah. none of them went on the board. Yeah. So fishing. But. We and that's the thing. I, I saw Andrew in, in another undisclosed location. This, I don't think it was it was Saturday because that was our first. We fished Saturday Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing on the numbers, man? He's like, we just say you over there. I'll get at. It. I'm like, no, we aren't catching anything. You can come over here, burn it up if all you want. <laughs> but we, and if that's the game of the the tournament. I mean, you're you're. You're great until you're not great, you know. And I we stumbled into it, put a lot of inches up the first day, and we had our second day. We decided to go off the perch because that was a lot of money. But you know, how that was, work out? Uh, we missed by an eighth of an inch. So oh. it's all good. We tried. We we caught hell of a lot of nice perch. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was what my guys decided to do, and that was cool. We should have just followed the program from first day. So. So are you gonna fish it on your boat this year? Or are you fishing it this year? You're not sure yet, or I I don't know yet. I probably right. I mean more than likely will. Right. Um. But um. I've it, quickly it being the Tanger Classic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Tanger Classic. I, I've quickly come to discover though that uh, I'm probably not much of a tournament fisherman. I just thought mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. My my father never never fished in tournaments because they had the Scorch Taws tournament for years, right. yeah. which I think they might have again this year. Oh, really? So, so I've heard they might huh. try to do something. I don't know if it's going to be called That'd be that. Cool. Or, um, hmm. But um, he never fished in any tournaments, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's too much pressure. It is. It's, it's a lot of pressure. I do. Yeah, and it's, I it's think as that's much pressure as you want to make it. Yeah, yeah I think right. that's Dave and I's right. kind of thing. Like, I'm like you know set to perform, but I fish with the same guys every year for the, the tournament, and um it's easy going. I know what to expect. I know their skill levels. Whereas, mm-hmm. like Dave and I, like we fish a tournament. We fish multiple tournaments together, and it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get in the water. Let's swim around. Right. <laughs> yeah, we we give uh, me another beer. Yeah, we did have a, a tournament we fished together that we decided we pretty early on in the day we just didn't want to fish the tournament anymore, so we just went fishing. <laughs> we we're like, screw it. I don't. You know, like there, it, it was a tournament that had boundaries. Yeah, and we quickly pretty, realized. Pretty specific. Yeah, pretty close. We quickly realized that their boundaries didn't include anywhere we preferred to fish. So right. we're like, ah, yeah. I guess we're out of the tournament. Let's go fishing. You know? Yeah, so. our, our passenger aboard was probably not too pleased with that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> eh, what are you gonna do? So back, so back to the outdoors Del Marva thing. Obviously, there's a lot of people that listen. Uh, well, that's that's an exaggeration, isn't it? I don't know, dude. We've we've <laughs> had some pretty good traction until we missed last week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was because. Well, we've been we've been on assignment. Let's say we that. Were on assignment. We've all been on assignment for <laughs> the last year. Research, research, you know, research. research. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It has nothing to do with our guests. So <laughs> tell me about like some of the the more not to put you on the spot, the more memorable experiences you had doing the outdoors Delmarva thing, or some of the interesting people you've met doing this. I mean, I know you've met a lot, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some some stories that I I should have told you to think this up before I sprung it on you like this. <laughs> yeah, well, Surprise! More, it's more spontaneous. Yeah. This way. Yeah, I'm more, sorry. More authentic. Yes. yes. It's, it's like in the court of law you get a better answer that way. Yeah. More truthful answer. 
I always say, when you hear someone say, if they're being interviewed, well, that's a great question. Right. That's, that's, that's usually, thinking. that's usually, that's yeah, time. Yeah, I need yeah. to think, I need to think about what to say here. Nah, it's um, no pressure, it's just, you know. I would say, um, I mean, I've got, geez, tons of memorable moments, but people, I would have to say, um, especially fishing-wise, would be Big Bird Cropper. Yeah, kind of a, yeah um, he's a character. Definitely uh, prolific play, uh, person in their area, too. Absolutely, and uh, just one of the more unselfish people, like, if you want sure. to know... He will, you know, if you want to know where to go to catch fish or if you're catching fish, he will tell you. And uh, it's just, he's just an amazing guy. Um, and the Roy rig that he, mm-hmm. th- that really does work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. One of the first times I went with him, not one of the, I don't know, I don't know which time it was. We've been out a bunch of times, but I know it was myself, Captain and Willie, and, and Big Bird on the boat. And now, we is caught, he retired now, Willie? He is retired, yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I miss him dearly. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we caught all using Roy rigs on the same day. We caught out there in Ocean City. We caught rockfish, flounder, and a red drum. Wow! All all on a Roy rig. Yeah. Wow. Um, but uh, he keeps very it, meticulous catch data too. And and we did a segment. And he'll post him. it publicly too. Yes, exactly. He doesn't care. He's like, yeah, that's what we and got. We did a segment on that with him where we we went and talked about his book where he went back and talked about all the. You know, days that he, what he caught, you know, where he caught, how he caught, the way, you know, everything. It, like right. you said, very meticulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought he was kind of joking that he did that, but he, he does <laughs> no, that. Yeah. Yep. It's like a, it's like an Excel spreadsheet with uh-huh. like a tick mark. And then at the end of the year, he tallies it all up. The thing that's so heartbreaking to me, oh, not heartbreaking, but the thing that stands out to me so much is he will catch a ridiculous amount of rockfish in a year. Mm-hmm. And he'll have like three keepers. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of the the Atlantic right. yes. slot or the Atlantic limits, I mean, if he was fishing with the bay limits, it would be like eighty five percent keepers. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean. But, and he will uh, tell you that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he will. But just looking at the numbers, like he would catch eight hundred and some odd or nine hundred and some odd rockfish, yeah. four keepers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's well. He he that, retired some years crazy. ago from the state police, and Was that's, that what he did. Yeah, that's what he did. Right. Who? Big Bird. Mm-mm. What are you going to say, please? No. Come on now. That's what I was told, sound, that man. That doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought he was in. I he thought he retired from running from the state police. <laughs> well, okay. Let's, it's, the Del- it's the Delaware State Police. But I know I know he was like a big biker dude. I thought he was yes. like a, you know, super under whatever. But he would go at like Sturgis and stuff and down Daytona and all that. He'd go wild. I know he does that. And he, yeah, he went this year. I think he goes every year. Right. You know, if he was a state police, I don't know that. <laughs> that's but what I was, maybe I'm not, that's maybe what I was I told, but I could, I've been deep, wrong a lot. It's deep covering. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Super, it super very well could be. Subterranean. <laughs> 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 Almost not reality. So deep covering. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a different, we live in, we live in a different world. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's a character, man. He's yeah. a character. He's, he's pretty awesome. So, any any others or uh, no? Uh, I would have to say when I uh, <clears throat> that's and I think this is what kind of got me into hunting. Uh, we used talking about it earlier. How not? Well, I was going to mention that I I grew up not hunting. I, we always fished. My father didn't hunt. Doesn't mm-hmm. hunt. Grandfather never hunted. He would film people hunting. I didn't um, know that he wasn't a hunter. Oh. So I, no one in my immediate fam. My uh, uncle uh, who married my. Uh, my dad my, married Scorchy's daughter, one of his daughters. He's a hunter. Mm-hmm. and um, But I never went. I never learned how to hunt. Hmm. Um, so when I started doing Outdoors Delmarva, I started filming 
hunting, of course. So you're what we call an adult onset hunter. Yes, so yeah. probably only for the last, you know, six, five, six years, right. I've, I've started getting into hunting. That's but, a um, very interesting point of view. Like, I mean, seriously, like, yeah. seriously, it's, so many of us it's grow a, up. It's, and it, I think it's a trend, too, where there's a lot of people that kind of separate from that, you know, grind from, you know, an urban, not that you're in an urban dev- uh, uh, setting, but, like, there's people that are, like, wanting something different than what they've been come up with. And, I, I mean, you were outdoors anyway, Delmarva, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like what I'm trying to miss a chance. What I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is though that piece you did last year when you went and you did the solo hunt, solo film, solo thing, mm-hmm. and you got your buck. Like that was Did I miss this? I, I missed it. you gotta watch it. It's really cool, man. Like he's it's like from him walking in to doing really? the whole thing to yeah, it's start to finish. It's That's really cool. cool. That's pretty cool. And it was early too, wasn't it? I won't it was it was I got it, it was Halloween. Yeah. It was Halloween mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. And I had started the, the night before. Mm. Uh, so I filmed the night before and right. saw nothing and mm-hmm. then well, a couple does and then the next morning is when he showed up so it was a it was a really cool piece i mean it was just it was all done solo and that's what was cool about it and and uh, i think the year before was the first time i'd filmed myself solo hunting mm-hmm. and I, I didn't have any luck but um, right. uh, i um and i tend not i try not to do that too much because our show it's about other people sure, and sure. I, of course um and last year was was covid so i didn't want to right you know we wanted to be mindful of who we were around, how many no, people we were around. Solo shot I, I think what was important too is like the commentary that you had on the, the backtrack or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know the vernacular, but like this, how eloquent it was. It wasn't about I'm going out here. I'm going to kill him. Sure. It, it was, it was the experience. And I think a lot of people like I've the, been in the, the stand for an hour. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing bejeweled. <laughs> <laughs> Candy Crush, I got me a Candy Crush. Candy Crush, I got me a Super One. I'm going to blow it up. I do play a lot of Candy Crush. (laughs) I I think, I mean, that's kind of what we do, or what I try to do, and and we try to do on our show is, um, is, uh, I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people might think, you know, people that hunt and hunters that that's what, and granted, I'm sure there are some that that's what they do. They're they're horn hunters. They're, you know. They're just out there. I I, I got to kill something. Sure, but yeah. um, for the most part, I, I don't I don't believe that's the case. At least mm-hmm. not with the people that uh, I I know and have been with and and filmed doing it. Um, it's it's just um, for lack of a better term. I mean, it's it's you're you're one with nature. I mean, that's yeah. a poor way. Yeah. Of it. No, I mean it's yeah. Uh, it, but, that's definitely a great way to put it. I mean, I I definitely know some horn hunters, and sure. I, there are definitely some in my club, and there are definitely some that are really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I might kill one a year. Yeah, maybe. And my my buddy again, Micah, not to harp on him too much, and and he's got a lot of material to harp on him about, but he <laughs> he says he says I'm buying a photography license, not a hunting yeah. license, because I don't kill hardly any deer, but yeah. I like to watch them. Sure, yeah. like I like the whole process. Not so much rifle hunting, but the mm-hmm. archery hunting. I once, once you know you've fooled them, mm-hmm. I, it's kind of over for me. Like if, if I if I maybe once or twice a year, I'll take a shot at one. But honestly, it's more the process and the the um, I guess the affirmation that you did the process correctly is having one in, in bow range. And I mm-hmm. just don't feel like killing one. Is is the affirmation like you are? You have the opportunity, whether or not you go to take it. Right. I know this sounds super weird, but you know, I'll, I'll kill one every now and again. But it, I don't have to kill them to to enjoy right. the process. You know what I mean? 
Um, and it's, it starts at the whole, like, you know, fixing the stuff that you have from the year prior or adding a piece to your, like, camo stuff or tuning your bow or shooting in the backyard or whatever. Well, it's that whole build up to it. Going out west ruined me. <laughs> ruined me for yeah. deer hunting. Like, yeah. if you... If you really enjoy if you really enjoy whitetail hunting around here, I would just strongly recommend you just don't go don't go out west. Don't don't go elk hunting out you want, west. You want to be humbled. That's well, it's, the way it's, to be it's just having vastness. The, yeah, the experience and the vastness of the land and just mm-hmm. the whole immersion in the process. Mm-hmm. And then you go and sit in a tree two hundred yards from your truck. It's like ugh, I don't you know. <laughs> it, it it really did change my outlook on it, but. Well, wow. I started um, after, because you mentioned I got, I got my, my buck this year fairly early. So mm-hmm. kind of after that, I was like, well, I'm going to go and well, I'm going to just not goof off, but just try some different stuff. So sure. I started, I got that on the ground and went Still into hunting. a section of woods where I, I had never been before. And the trees mm-hmm. are fairly young where I can't, I can't put a stand right. in there. I can't put my climber up there. So I started hunting from the ground. and yeah. That changes things. Man. Yeah. And, but let me tell exciting i mean i i've boat hunting from the boat hunting in general for me is just exhilarating yeah it's so much fun it even really if is. even if it's just a, a just a, a regular old doe i mean i don't want to fill the freezer with mm-hmm. just i mean my heart is just pounding mm-hmm. as soon as I, even if i'm not gonna as soon as i see a a, a foot <laughs> a leg come mm-hmm. or what could be a tail come through I'm sure. you know, my heart is yeah, just pounding. you just hear that. something and mm-hmm. that's not a squirrel and you're like yeah. Yeah. oh i've never lost that and i hope i never do yeah. like the the whole heart racing thing when you're bow hunting and you see one because you're so close to them yeah. you know what i mean and that's what got me i, I filmed a, a bow hunt where we had a buck walk right under us we had another buck after that come right in i mean this was you know beginning of the rut and right. it was just I'd never experienced anything like it. And I said, I hadn't started hunting yet. I said, well, if I ever get into hunting, I want a bow hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was, next year I bought a bow. Yeah. And I've, it's just, I've, just the awesome. bow tuning and getting comfortable with that. It's, it's, it's so simple, but it's so daunting to mm-hmm. kind of get into that. You know, it's just, and then that you add that to, you know, early season and it's like hot out. Like my, my buck this year was what, 64 degrees when yeah. I got him. It's like, you know, I had somebody tell me they wanted to go hunting. I'm like, well, that's cool. We can sit a blind. You know, I have one set up. We can go sit there. It's no big deal. And they're like, ah, it's too warm to hunt. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Let's mm-hmm. let's not do that. Like, I'm so happy I told you to put that stand there. Well, you, yeah, I, I will give you all the credit in the house. <laughs> and it, what's, what's so funny and, and serendipitous, which is a nice word, um, before when we hung that stand, like there was no cutover. Mm-mm. It was like full on woods. Like this might be a good spot. It's right the corner of the property. Let's do it. And then they cut it over, and it's like, man, it is open season. Well, you remember we were hanging that stand. Something took off behind the stand. It sounded like a horse. And, and it was walking. You're like, stop. I'm like, yeah. what? I'm up in this tree. It's like, stop. I'm like, I can see. I'm up. You know what? Yeah. Thirty feet or whatever. And I'm like, oh man. He's like, nope. Out of here. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. You know. But it's 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 something special about it. It's that feeling. It's that it kind of you know alert your lizard brain you were so in tune to things when you're in the stand and not playing bejeweled or candy crush or whatever when you're that's out there that's like the first 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> i'm very in tune when, when you're when, when you're out there and, and you you have no sound going on in your ears you just get the vibrate on your phone if you want but uh you hear these things it's that that's a squirrel that's a squirrel whatever like that's not a squirrel yeah. uh-oh you know and it's just they get your you know fires going <laughs> I, I think, you know, a lot of it has to do, I, I think a lot of people are very interested in where their food comes from these days. 
And I think that's why you're seeing a lot more people get into hunting. Yeah. And, and that's like, I've heard people call it the, you know, the meat eater effect or whatever. And I mean, it, that show has had a, has had a serious impact and a noticeable one, especially mm-hmm. in Dorchester County. Like there are oh, people that are sick of ears. Yeah. The, the amount of applications to get into Blackwater this year is like triple after that show. Those hunt clubs are out to get in 20, uh, 1200 bucks for the rut. They're not even mm. getting a full season out of that. No turkeys, uh, no nothing, just yeah. 1200 bucks. I will take nothing away from, from Ranella and, and, and Meat Eater. I think he does a great job. He, he does a great job, and yeah. he does it the right way. Well, we should ask Andrew what he thinks. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I derailed all this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's, no. he's the actual professional at this. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> his camera angles well, are... let me tell you the problems I have with Steve Ranella. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, ultimately, at the end of the day, what matters is what viewers think of it you know if yeah. you guys think it's a, a good show and done well that's all that matters you know it so but, like uh, i don't like it no i do like <laughs> that, but i'm just saying don't, you don't have to defer to me <laughs> if if you if uh, everybody and i do like it i, I watch the show and i, I think it's uh, again like i agree with you very well done yeah um i'm looking i don't know if it's been on yet but i know we did a segment with uh uh, a rabbit hunter who, who at least he told us he was going to. They uh, were fi- Charles, what's what's his yes, name? So yeah, he was, was on. Has it been on yet? He was on the the hunting collective. He was on the hunting collective, which is apparently getting ready to do their last yeah, episode. Um, ben O'Brien. Ben he's O'Brien. actually he from Maryland. Yeah, he's from Garrett mm-hmm. County yeah. or hunted Garrett County or something like that. Yeah. Apparently, he's shutting that down. But yeah, he had Charles. Oh man, I wish I, I knew. But yes, I know the gentleman name. you're talking yeah. about, Robinson, or I, 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 I don't know. But yeah, he uh, he. Had like all the recipes and how to do it mm-hmm. and all his yeah. dogs yep. and all that mm-hmm. just to hear him speak like take the hunting out of it but the way the dogs when I mean, he trains them and the, the mm-hmm. thought that goes into that because i mean rabbit rabbit season it's game on let's do this haven't it's you like, guys done a show with timmy from princess and oh, yeah. timmy, yeah. timmy yeah. Do one just about uh, once a year I, I usually do the um he does a uh, uh on president's day does a mm-hmm. like a kid's rat yeah uh, mm-hmm. for, I thought uh, for, for sure president's day mm-hmm yeah, no, Tim, the rabbit commander. Yes, yep. yes. Tim's a trip. Yeah, he's, he's a trip. He's, he's good, dude. Yep, local uh, Princess Annie. Is it Princess Annie? Yep. Princess Anna? Anna? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. A Princess Annie? <laughs> he works up to um, Winx, uh, Winx Sporting News, mm-hmm. Jamie, and uh, CJ, a, and all them. A, a fresh supply of old school tackle lures. Uh, yeah, Did you see that? Yeah, Ryan hashtag, Dolph. hashtag, whatever, that, whatever we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that the, a lot of folks are getting more and more into it because of shows like that and wanting to know where their food comes from mm-hmm. and, and wanting to be involved in the process. I know my wife uh, dearly loves that show, and we used to watch his first show, mm-hmm. which was The Wild Within, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't even know exists, but he had a show in the early 2000s. Well, not early 2000s, probably like... Mid? Well, not mid, late, 2008, late aughts? 2008, 2009. Yeah, yeah, before t- 2010. Yeah, so he has... Uh, I don't know if you've seen the show where he has the fish shack in Southeast Alaska. Mm-mm. No, I didn't so, see that. So he he owns some property in Southeast Alaska. Mm-hmm. It was right around like what the American Buffalo, right? When he released Leslie. that. The Wild Within, <laughs> Steve Ranella. That was like 2007, 2008. Late aughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had a whole other outdoor show mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't even know about. That's right. And, uh, I think it was right around when American Buffalo came out. Yeah, something, yeah. Up, something along. And he time. had just bought that fish camp in Southeast Alaska, and it was it was really good. I think he had just maybe just married his wife. And it's literally like a fish shack. It's it's not like yeah. a cool like you know condo yeah. on the water. Dude, that fish shack is sweet. Yeah. I would I would definitely own that. They have like ten feet of tide a day up there. It's crazy. But he's like he's like 
halibut fishing and going back and checking his spotted prawn traps and and whatever crabs. What what do crabs they catch out there? Uh, they're deep water too. Deep they're water like, crabs yeah, yeah. is the name of Dungeness. Are they Dungeness? Oh, yeah, probably Dungeness. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I don't know what subspecies or species it is. Yeah, but I think that show is very well done, and uh, his podcasts are are pretty good too. I, I listen to him every Monday morning right after ours. Yeah, that's right. Except for last week. <laughs> Except for last. <laughs> sorry, week. sorry guys. Sorry guys. <laughs> Snaf snafu. It was a snafu. Won't happen again. I promise. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, talking about uh, meat and where your meat comes from. We we haven't. Uh, purchased meat from the grocery store in really? four or five years wow other than bacon nice. but um, <laughs> you gotta have the bacon yeah so we, we try to get enough deer each year and fish mm-hmm. um so yeah that's uh and that's, that's the way to do it especially like, you have you have children too and it's like that's something you instill i mean i'm we're still in chicken nugget territory mm-hmm. hard but it's like I mean the freezer's full and it's I like I thought they were Dino Nuggies. They are well, Uncle Dave loves eating uh, Dino Nuggies. I have eaten, <laughs> I have eaten a few Dino Nuggies. <laughs> I will admit. But yeah, that's that's the thing is that it's just you kind of yeah I wouldn't say live off the land. That's not fair, but you kind of no. substitute things for wild game that you can get, or you know, it's a it's an effort to get it. You so you have the reward of you know going out and and spending time out in the field and it's. It's not really nice. I mean, it's the same thing. Like my my daughter's four, and we Dave and I caught a really nice Kobe. Dave caught it, and I was just running the boat. Caught a really nice Kobe last year, and we brought it back to the house. And the girls were swimming in the pool, having a good time because we're you know aristocratic people. But uh, we're cleaning the fish, and Shay, and Shay's just watching the whole thing. And it's it can be a violent thing, and it's a lot of stuff you have to explain. But I think parents these days, it's your job to kind of describe what's going on and why things are happening and this fish gave its life so we can that it can feed us and you know it's it's very elementary but we we get into the thing like oh, i gotta fill a cooler i gotta do this it's sure it's well you know with the little ones they have no idea what the hell is going on so i think that's a it's a big thing and, and i think back to the you know scorchy's corner thing like that kind of started that you can actually see it on television it's not that you know mm-hmm. you get with your dad sucking blood worms for rockfish or soaking peelers for whatever it's something, it's a cause and effect. You want to go out and you want to fish, that's great. But we do this, and if we keep a fish, we do everything we can to it. We, we have all the meat off of it. We don't waste the fish. You know, you don't catch have fish. Have you ever thought about life. doing a catch-clean cook, or is that probably too much for your... No, I mean, that's as uh, long as, as we always say, we, we keep it tasteful, but discretion right, sure, is advised. Sure, yeah, but, sure. uh, yeah. and, and we always try not to... You know, there's going to be some elements of it, but yeah. we try to, you know, we don't want to rub anybody's nose in it. Sure, but, sure, um, sure. But absolutely. I mean, I, I think a segment on, because um, I've been hunting for a handful of years here, but I had, I, I kind of knew how to, to, to gut a deer, to dress a deer, but I'd never done it. I'd had right. somebody come yeah. and help me do it. And, and you know, Sure. I, right. But, um, so I finally did my, did one this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, my, I'm talking about the kids with it, uh, my, my, uh, one of my twins got his first uh, first deer, happened to be a buck this year, mm. and of course we're excited. He got a you know the first deer was a buck, and he was right. ready to you know take anything. Mm-hmm. But um, you know we were we were cleaning it. My uncle came and helped uh, help gut it, and um, but explaining to him you know we're you know, the whole process and right. what it's for, and mm-hmm. it's, yep. we're not just here just to just to kill something. This right. is, we're going to take this home. This is gonna this is gonna feed us all year. Sure, and absolutely. And we're sure. you know I've I've always been a firm believer i was raised that way where if, if you know if you're going to kill something a fish uh you're going to yeah. eat it i mean sure. it's, that's uh, why i don't see duck hunt 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. And, I, no. and I have a buddy that's a guide for that. And he, there's guys that are going on their 41 list that want to go out on the bird and they're, they're collecting them. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I will, I would you'd be remiss if I didn't say I didn't guide for that. But right. it's same thing. Like, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's the values that you want to instill in your little ones where, it's, you know, it, it could be, especially the Kobe of that size, there's, there's a lot of, you know, perceived violence, not violence, but gore to it. Sure. And she was just all about it, you know, and it's not in a creepy way, but you just have to understand, like, it's it's just going to feed us. It's it's It gave its life for us. Yeah, and it's part of yeah. life. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's, sure. Uh, it's yeah. one of those things, I mean, um, it's why, why, why shield everybody from it? Why, you know, if it's, yeah. mm-hmm. if it's, if you present it to them, like, this is, you know, this is part, we all, you know, we all have internal organs. We yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's part of life. And especially uh, with a deer, death, a, a deer, especially that is a very, uh, intimate sure. experience mm-hmm. when you dispatch your animal and, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and, and feel dress it if you will. And that's, will, you know, I will say the internal organ thing, if you wanted to bypass that process, <laughs> so gutless I, method. Yeah, yeah. I learned the gutless method. Before I went out west, because we were in potential bear territory, the Mm -hmm. area that we were in, uh, southeast Idaho, is a transient grizzly area. Not a known grizzly area, but we're close enough to Yellowstone that they do move through there at times. So, and there's mountain lions and wolves and Mm -hmm. da 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 da. So, Mm -hmm. and and historically, or I should say, most of the time, they're going after the gut pile. So you keep that in case in the animal. So we we killed an elk the first year. And we butchered that entire animal on the mountain and never got into the, the gut cavity. Mm-hmm. Never. I even took his heart, and, and it was delicious. My God, that heart. Like, do a lot, not, of, a lot do of people not leave the heart in the gut pile. Our, our, wives, yeah. our wives will vouch for that. You, so you that You're leaving a significant part of that animal. And, and it, you can go back to tribalism and, and all that kind of thing, too. But that kind of, that kind of muscle... Tish, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, you're, you're, it's, yeah. it's really good, and it's... And I love the fact that everybody in the hunt club won't eat them, because I'm I like, just hey. Send them to us. Send <laughs> them to us, You going to eat that heart? Dude, because I'm... T- wait, I mean, I, I, my shot this year was perfect. It, it took... Anyway, we're not going to get into that, but it just... It was the part you can't eat. It took off the top of the heart, and we came home and ate it, and so it, it was good, just... Man. Have you ever had deer heart? I haven't, and... Um, it's... Fantastic. Yeah, my, my wife is an excellent cook. Sure. And, enjo- and lucky for me, enjoys cooking because. Right. You made a good choice. I don't. <laughs> my, my wife. It's, it sounds is very. She has to cook now. Yeah. It, it sounds. In the beginning. It sounds very um, <laughs> rudimentary. It sounds very like, why are we doing this? But you, it's it's very. If nothing else, on on ceremony, it's something, yeah. and and you're missing out on that that particular muscle group because that cardiac muscle is it's, fantastic. It's, it's yeah, so it's good, really man. good. And I, I have have heard and read and and seen where that is a, an ideal mm-hmm. cut of meat, portion of meat, and yeah, I've debated and just just haven't done it. And I you, think, you're I think leaving I something to, to rot, yeah. and let little critters pick at it mm-hmm. when you could enjoy that. And again, it's not like all meat against heart. I'm gonna, you know, this is being creepy. No, it's it's a right. it's almost like a again a ceremonial type thing. But you're missing that. It's a it's a valuable piece of the. But equation, and I think, I think it falls back what we were just talking on. If you, if you're gonna kill something, right? Then you mm-hmm. should you should mm-hmm. eat it. And and if there's any parts that right. are good to eat and shouldn't go to waste then don't waste them yep. well there's so guys out part. there that'll take the entire 
you know, <laughs> I saved the, I saved the, and, I saved the call fat yeah. off of the elk. So yeah. there's like mm-hmm. a, like a veil of like fatty tissue mm-hmm. that encapsulates. It's, it's great for rendering. It's, yeah. It's, and you, you can, can drape it over whatever. There's guys uh, actually will cook it. I haven't used it, it yet, but, <laughs> and <laughs> I saved the shanks. We made uh asabuco mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. So you like take the lower leg from like the elbow down to the ankle and when it's frozen you cut it in these like discs and then you pot it down so all like the uh the um marrow yeah. and, and all the uh fatty delicious and all bits that yeah it just down. it just it's a, it evaporates away and you're left with a it's really good wow. real heavy stock it really okay. is, it's delicious yeah. but the heart um the elk heart was probably about like about like that mm. right uh, deer heart probably about the size. I should mm-hmm. say when I say it like that on deer, a non-visual deer, podcast. Deer heart is very similar. <laughs> deer heart is very similar to a human size heart. I mean, again, not that I know that for I've seen cardiac massage, but anyway, but it is very similar to that size. Yeah. So, so the the heart, uh, you clean it like you clean a a green pepper. So right. like if you're holding a green pepper in your hand, you have the top of it, the the knuckle on the top. Where the stem atrium. is. It's not an atrium on a green pepper. Yeah, no, but I'm, we're, <laughs> we're assimilating to actual body parts and stuff. So you cut the top off of it. Right. And then you... Andrew has gone for a bathroom break now, so I'm going to I'm gonna have to <laughs> tell all this again. He hasn't had his colch yet. I don't know that he likes it. It's how he hasn't... He doesn't know. He hasn't had it yet. Yeah. Plus it's, it's warm, warm now. That's what I'm saying. he's not going to like it. So, anyway, talk about your atriums. So the heart, if, if you guys are listening and you are curious about the deer heart, and you should be because it is absolutely delicious. Fantastic. The way that you cook this thing is you If you like it, filet, you will adore And see, I'm not heart. a big filet fan. No, but, but it's... I do like the heart. It, but th- what I have noticed, too, and I've had it since because I'm a, you know, whatever the cut person, on beef anyway, but if you have that filet there is a irony kind mm. of metally metallic not metallic like oh my god this is i'm chewing pennies here but so, it's got a different flavor profile to it my opinion on filet is that everybody says it's their favorite cut of meat because it's it's there's no fat well no it's been it's been told to them that it's the best cut because it's the most expensive and cut. that's what restaurants will charge right. well, if there's a change now though Porterhouse where we ate, where we ate last night. There was a ribeye that was forty one dollars, and it's a la carte. You add the sides to it. This is the best cut. Porterhouse or ribeye is the best cut of meat. I like all the meats. <laughs> I like all the meats. So, deer heart. Uh, here comes Andrew. We'll, we'll wait. So, <laughs> no worries. They've stopped listening a while. Ago. <laughs> when you when you get your white tailed deer this year, I strongly strongly advise you to try the gutless method first of all. So I like the why people are ripping, cutting open (laughs) the cavity of this animal and reaching in and pulling these guts out is beyond me, because all all you have to do is have a little bit of time to handle this animal, right? And you can take all the meat you want off of this animal and literally never ever ever touch the guts. I mean, we did this on a seven hundred six seven hundred pound elk on the side of a mountain. And got the heart out, and we took the meat. Literally, took the meat out between the ribs, mm-hmm. and never. Well, size, sizable animal too. You have the opportunity. To do yeah. It. So never touch the gut bag. We put. We took the loins. We took the neck. We took the the rear quarters, front quarters, heart, everything out, and never busted the gut bag. Never pulled the gut bag out. Right. And uh, and we had to learn that because we had to be bear aware and all that. Sure. But why people aren't doing this with whitetail, I just don't know. I mean, maybe it's a time thing. Right. Whatever. 
But um, you and, know, I mean, it's a, any ungulate you could effectively oh, do the same thing. You, you, you just know? gotta have a little time with the animal. You do it right on the ground, right? The gutless method. Um, and again, if you can do it with a six hundred, seven hundred pound elk, thousand pound elk, whatever, you can do it with a white tailed deer. Sure, sure. But uh, we took that heart out. And you just cut the top off of it and throw that away, like the the atrium. I call mm-hmm. it the knuckle because I'm not medically. Uh, it does look like a knuckle. Yeah, and then inside it looks literally like a green pepper. Sure. There's there's sections. What's to note too is the left side is actually more muscular than the other, so you have two separate lobes of it. If you want to separate, so it does not cook. If you want to go for a perfect medium rare, you have to separate the two sides. Otherwise, you will be left with a thicker meat that is probably more rare, which is not mm-hmm. a big deal. But the under this smaller right side is going to be a little thinner. Yes, so. it will be thinner. So you, you cut the top off, you cut the, the middle out, and you take all that out. So you're left with a hollow. It literally looks like an empty bell pepper. Absolutely. You you cut that in uh, down one side so you can flatten it out. So it becomes this thin-ish steak mm-hmm. flattened out. It's the thickness of like a Salisbury steak on a white tail. Do not drink that warm one. If you're gonna judge my drink, get it. Get a, <laughs> I guess it has been sitting out Get a cold a one. Have a delicious cold cold. <laughs> uh, and so you flatten it out, and, and sometimes you get. I don't. You don't want to pound it down because it's very tender. But mm-hmm. salt, pepper, garlic. Mm-hmm. Get a pan. Make sure you've you've cut that heart down one side and flattened it out. Yep. Salt, pepper, garlic. You can, you can do it either way. It doesn't matter. But hot, if you're hot pan, screaming hot, right yeah. below smoke point, so, on whatever oil your choice. I use olive oil. So what I typically do is I will put a little coating of oil in the bottom of the pan, something with a high smoke point, like Dave said. Yeah. And I'll put does a, olive oil have a high? So I feel like it's no, low olive oil does not. Safflower, yeah. uh, canola, vegetable has higher than I'll be doing olive oil. But here's here's the way to save that. Bro, that's bad. So, <laughs> 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 no inferior oils. So what you can do. Is you can <laughs> mobile one? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> corn, corns all. But what you can do is you can do uh, the whatever oil you choose doesn't matter. But you can save it, but and you can elevate the smoke point by adding a pat of butter to it, and you don't burn the butter. Mm, so you have tip, the two fats. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. you can do it that way anyway. Salt, pepper, garlic's all you need. Make sure it's flat, hot pan. Drop it in there. Sear it for. I mean, literally. 15 seconds? I'd do 30 aside, probably. Oh, <laughs> flip it 15 seconds, 15, 15 e- either seconds. Either way, either way. Cut it real thin, dude. I'm telling you, it is the best meat on that animal. Su- super tender, and it's got, this is going to offend people, but it's got a consistency almost of liver because it's pretty, pr- not taste, but a consistency. It's got a very dense, it's not it's, a... So I'm going to probably use an even worse term. It's 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 got a al dente kind of spongy... Not, I wouldn't... I, I know what you're driving at. I wouldn't say chewy, but it's no. got more of a... It's not a steak consistency. It isn't. If you're looking for filet, it's not filet consistency. But the flavor-wise, the flavor profile, and what you can do with it... We usually slice it on a bias. And it's slice the first it thing slices. I eat of any deer I kill. And, and again, yeah. even you can stand on ceremony if you wanted to do that. It's just a feeling. And if, again, our wives will eat it and they don't care, we've done yeah. it in the house. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're just like, this is like, my wife was very skeptical. Her family is, again, a non hunting family for the most part. Uh, my father likes to hunt with crossbows. It's another topic for another time. <laughs> but it's very, um, 
different for her and she's like it's different i'm cool with it let's go you know yeah. whereas like some people you kind of have to have an open mind because it is hard but you start looking at you know factory farming videos on youtube and like you're gonna tell me this is worse than moral of the story is <laughs> eat the heart next yes time. heart's delicious the heart is delicious yeah delicious my uh my brother-in-law did liverwurst with his deer last year and it was like he didn't case it so he's like, hey, do you want some liverwurst? So I was like, yeah, sure. So he brings out this Ziploc bag. Mm-mm. And it looked kind of like dirt. Mm. I'm not going to lie. It's like a gray dirt. What did he I'm cut like, it with? Anything? Did you put I anything in it? I don't know in how he made I mean, it. And pork fat and deer meat is really good together. but It looked weird. Yeah. Uh, and so a little bit on a cracker, some some uh, coarse uh, mustard. I'm telling you, man. Stone ground? Pretty pretty solid. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Sorry, Andrew, you're you're stuck in it now. <laughs> so we have a uh, we have a few topics that we want you to weigh in on. And I'm going to go through them really quick. All right, speckled trout, tasty, eatable fish, or no? yes, you don't mind the softness of the of the meat and how it, and how it it, it well, resembles well, well, oatmeal in its consistency. Well, what's your what's your prefer? <laughs> What, what, what's what's I your answer too quickly? What's your preferred <laughs> cooking method with the speckled trout? I guess. So I'm gonna, gonna go. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right, am I good? Okay. So I don't know what this other multiple question error would be. Oh, I got a whole list. More. You're good, man. Go ahead, babe. But uh, mushy fish or not, how are you preparing your speckled trout if you're to keep speckled trout? If you're preparing it for family or personal, either way. Again, my my wife is an excellent cook and right. does all the. <laughs> but typically, we typically she fries it. Sure. Uh, and just as simple as Old Bay mm-hmm. and maybe and salt and pepper. So, like with Lin, Lin's and I, whatever fish that we're gonna fry, usually it's mm-hmm. in a bag. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of either either and we don't do. I use cornstarch on on some uh, wings, but we'll do the speckled trout with like a flour base, a little paprika, a little whatever you want to put in there, a little spice. But then I'll hit it with three fifty and a peanut oil bath. Go on, boom, crisper up. Because fried fish, there is nothing beating that. No, I mean we we love we love uh, reds on the half shell, and I'll I'll even do like a well crisp up the skin, tastes like rotisserie chicken skin, but there's nothing against a mush fish. So Kyle's all about the mush fish. Kyle's all about you know speckled trout's the best. It's not the best eating fish, but I mean if you're gonna keep fish, it's cool. I mean usually most clients go and they'll they're gonna keep their fish, and I'll fillet it and. I'll put it in a, you know as cold cooler as I can get if I know they're going to keep it. I'm going to clean it for them, but it, it's just there's nothing wrong with that. But does your family enjoy that? Yes. They'll, and, they'll, uh, do they prefer it to any other kind of thing, or any kind of fried fish will suffice? Um, typically, that's been the at least last year was it? Thank you. Was the um, the most predominant fish that that I caught. Sure. Um, so we had quite a bit of that in the freezer. Right. Um, and uh, of course, I don't keep every one that I catch. I right. do. I still am, am mind boggled by the uh, the limit of fourteen inches for a speckled trout. Yeah. To me, that, that is just the that's way too way too short. But anyway, um, so but yeah, my kids love it. Um, that's that's been what we of course we've had cobia. I did have a bunch of sea bat, black sea bass. And when you're talking about I prepare it, it, it just jumps out at me. Have my wife prepared it with um, salt and vinegar oh, potato chips. Oh, really? And what? That's cool, man. I like delicious. that. Delicious. I like that. 
It's like a fish and chips kind of deal, but yeah, with but chips? just as instead of like uh, you know breadcrumbs or something, whatever you would put over, you oh. know, she would bread it bread, with them. Yes, would break up the. It's, chips it's almost and, like doing like cornflakes, smash cornflakes, yes. or something, but it's got the flavor to it. Yes, yeah. yeah, excellent. And to me, it seemed like black sea bass. I've never had them before until mm-hmm. this year. That, that it was slightly a little sweet, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. And it just paired. It was just a great combination. We used to catch them offshore, like in mm-hmm. like I don't know. January, not January, but February, March, something like that. We go out on the headboats and stuff. Yeah, and snack, well, that's where I got them from. I yeah. did a segment with uh, uh, Monty Hawkins. Monty Hawkins yeah, on yeah, the yeah, Morning yeah, Star. Yeah. Yeah. He's running the OC Princess before yeah. the Morning Star. Yeah. Everybody on the boat limited out, and I that's got to awesome. catch mine, and uh, they let me bring them home. So nice, very nice. Yeah, we finished them off uh, actually last weekend. Now, Gosh. how do you freeze them? Do you put them in butcher paper? or Do you actually vacuum seal them? I just vacuum, I vacuum seal it. Yeah. And it's it's hard to beat that. I think. Yeah. Uh, I I had a somewhat similar but less than uh, <laughs> less than successful experience. We were fishing down at the tunnel, and uh, we were staying at the uh, Peacock Motor Inn. May have heard of it. Mm. Yeah, on the left side, headed south. Relationships are made there. Uh, and and lost. Uh, <laughs> and we had caught. Luckily, a, you have the parking lot, and you find a new one. Yeah, we had caught a, a nice keeper flounder, and. Um, <laughs> we didn't have any breading or anything, so I... Oh, God. Yeah, I had a bag of uh, Cool Ranch Doritos, uh, a little bit of butter, and, and, a, and a Coors Light. That and sounds did, real good, We did a beer-battered <laughs> Dorito <laughs> fr- flounder on a, a Coleman stove. It was atrocious. It was, <laughs> it was a Not waste good. of a flounder. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes cooking is about adventure. That's and, true. Uh, that's true. W- so that's one recipe that won't be coming back. Was it alcohol stove <laughs> or a propane stove? It was the old Coleman uh, green can propane stove. Propane, okay. Mm-hmm. Alcohol stove has a different flavor to everything. Yeah, I don't think any kind of different flavor is going to fix that. <laughs> but uh, Just the alcohol you had in the uh, hotel room. Yes. The, the, <laughs> the, the shower stall had no curtain, no door, and it was a hand uh, shower. Oh, my and, God. And the bracket was broken, so it spit. <laughs> straight into the wall so you had a shower in the corner <laughs> that motel man god so bad but uh the the sea bass we were this close to catching keeper sea bass in the in the bay mm-hmm. yeah we were um i think my wife had caught 11 and a quarter 11 and a half what is the in the bay i think it's 12 12 i think sounds and we right. were all around 12 and we could not get a keeper and uh, we were on some structure in the south end of the bay they had a just, really nice bite up north like later than you would expect but i mean they're relatively cold water fish which why would they come up at the time you guys caught them which is yeah. kind of strange hmm. but uh, again things are changing man like we've talked many times before it there's a, a shift i mean they're catching crazy fish you know hyper saline fish more so than they ever have before. I mean, I can't say ever, but you know, more so than what we've seen anyway. So the so your uh, your thumbs up on the trout. I missed that part. It's all good. If, he likes yeah, them. If the you family likes them. Did you take a middle road? The, the fat no, no. <laughs> hard hard. Uh, oh God. Um. Thank you. Thank you, love. So the stance of the trout is the family will eat them. The family yes. will eat them, but uh, not your favorite. Yeah, I don't think anyone should catch them, though. 
Okay. Yeah. You don't think anyone should catch them? Not yeah. at all. I'm staring, I'm, staring, <laughs> I'm staring at one right now. Yeah. She's beautiful. I don't uh, think anyone should attempt it. It's they're they're not fun. They're no, not worth they're catching. ugly. They're yeah. not worth yeah. eating. They don't, they don't sound. They don't do it. They won't take top water either, which is a problem. Yes. So top water speckled <laughs> trout is a real thing, regardless of how many people want to deny it. It absolutely is. They're predators. I mean, biggest speckled trout of my life still is on top water plug. It's a big in, bait. Yep. A loud bait, too. In a northern river. If you like it, it's a tactical angler spinny dunk. Go check it out. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> um, all right, so... Here's a, a mirror lure product. You have you have a, a boat that is not necessarily conducive to trolling motors, bow mount trolling motors. Right. If you were to have a boat that had a bow mount trolling motor, would you prefer to use a remote control or a foot pedal? So are we, are we talking captain? Or are we talking fisherman or fisherman captain? I'm going to run the boat solo, and I want to do this. These are these are long-standing arguments in this That's podcast. Is why we're running you through them. Yeah. Well, I would think just off the top of my head here that if if I'm fishing, God, I'm trying like I'm to ready to lose this one too. Yeah, I'm trying so. to so. to man the boat. That if I don't have to fumble for a remote, yeah. That a pedal would be better. Okay. All right. Well, I disagree. <laughs> but <laughs> strongly. <laughs> and I'm glad Kyle's on assignment. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle doesn't have a foot pedal anymore, too, by the way. He gave up on it, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. So, so We also guilted him into a, a giant upgrade, too. But I didn't even... I wasn't even aware that they had foot pedals. Mm, you can so. get it... You can get it as like almost like a wire, uh, wired dongle, as you, if you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that kind of night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think most of them come with a remote now. You hang from wherever, which I have noticed. Grapefruiting. It's pretty good. It's from New York, apparently. Our listeners have uh, advised us. Yeah, yeah, so inside baseball, Kyle's lady, uh, Amanda, said that he was flubbing the pedal pretty bad. And he got rid of it. So... I, I spent many years with it, Andrew. You both, you both have seen me working that damn pedal. <laughs> no, I watched your, when your pedal broke. Yeah, we, we were on a <laughs> suspected bite of something pretty serious, and I kicked the gun all the boat. I'm sorry, babe. I'm looking at it right now. We were we were doing some <laughs> some very shallow water fishing for some very large spooky fish, <clears throat> and a switch in his pedal broke, mm. and one pedal went hard left, or one motor went hard left. <laughs> we were just doing a circle, and the other pedal went hard right, and he is. Cussing and throwing stuff, and I'm just standing in the bow, like I want to go home, shaking my head, like what is going? On? This was the, the I think this was when White Claw <laughs> the, was introduced too. The boat we had was some blowing of donuts, <laughs> four foot of water. I'm like, well, here goes our day. Well, <laughs> yeah, it certainly sounds like the yeah. remote is probably better than. I prefer the remote. Too. I've I haven't used it in any great detail, but I've used it a lot of trips this year so far, and it is absolutely superior. My wife, we did our anniversary trip yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And she was like, I can't believe this is actually happening. I'm like, it's amazing. Oh, the Baumont trailer mode? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a game changer. Spotlight. Yeah. And I, I learned a little hack from our buddy Ray Johns, Captain Ray Johns, where ChrisfieldCharters.com, uh, whatever you want to say. God, why are we doing this? This is terrible. We're like an advertisement. <laughs> hey, you like drinking? Cool, us too. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like, dude, like you hit the spot lock, and if you're not prepared for it, if your bow is not turned into the current, because it'll orient to the current, It'll bring yeah, it around. Very, it, it wants to be where it wants but to be. But if you hit it yeah. once, you let it go into that mode, you 
hit it again so it's back into nothing and you hit it again it'll stop that spin that violent spin hmm. it's it's surprising and it works i always just position Orient the into it into the current because yeah. i know that's where it wants to be and then lock right. it in some of the places that we fish currently is very precarious potentially so you have to if like i usually i'll hit the spot lock if like a customer you know hooks up with a fish i'm like mm-hmm. let's hold it there and um, but yeah, that's it's just, it's not a steep learning curve, but it's a little a little hack there. Because like you get on that thing, and you saw me the first use. I'm like this. I don't know what is it. You, you can almost turn the damn thing backwards and turn the boat on the boat length. Oh, you it's can. Pretty crazy. You can you can yeah. pull a little spinny spinny spinny. So <laughs> if last question of, of this debate, if a grizzly bear and a silverback gorilla were to get into a fight, who would win? <laughs> That is a great question. Is it? <laughs> like an actual, not a cartoon character, but an actual silverback, an actual grizzly bear. Are we talking sow grizzly? Big, just big old, okay. big old angry grizzly okay. bear. I, I would just, uh, I would have to go, I, I would think that a gorilla would be faster and maybe a little stronger. I, just, I don't know, but Andrew, maybe I'm they would. Andrew, I'm for 3 with you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're putting, you're throwing some hard hitters at me. I would think I that mean, the bear is... would be more aggressive than the silverback. I think the silverback has. Are there young involved? That's what I was trying to get at with the sow grizzly. Because I would think the grizzly, that would be a game changer if the grizzly. Had I think a sow someone. grizzly and a, what would you call a female ape? Are they ape or greater ape? Or are they They're a uh, great ape? Okay, great, great ape. That <laughs> but do you think it's like same thing? I, like so, females. I call her Charlene. Char- that's she's out there too. <laughs> John Deere Green. Um, but I think a female uh, gorilla with cub. Are they cubs? Babies? I don't know because they're a mammal, so cub, they have a different yeah, animal. Cub, cub uh, yeah, gorillas? Cubs. No, oh, but I'm really gorilla, gorilla, gorilla kids. I'm not sure what they babies. would be called. But I, I think they would. That would be a fight to the death, dude. I disagree strongly. So this what a fight to the death? No, so this is an animal with with has... babies. I'm saying I don't know, like one on one, like hey, I'm just going through the jungle and there's a grizzly. What the hell? Yeah, if they just look at each other wrong, right? Man, like, well, we're at the mall. What the hell, man? This is an animal that kills moose with its face for yeah, a living. True. And it weighs 1,200 pounds, mm-hmm. and it's got knives on its hands. Right. The other one eats bananas. Yeah, but you know, what's, the, ma- what's the mass? That's... He's four or 500 pounds. They're not yeah. that big. Yeah. Right? I think it's it's an ag- it, whoever wants it more. Grizzly. Yeah. It's like a dance-off. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a dance-off. <laughs> it's definitely a dance-off. Jazz hands. Jazz. Jazz hands. Well, in that case, the thumbs I think would be an advantage with with jazz oh, absolutely. hands. Absolutely. But do you, do you think jazz hands is uh, it brings a whole we're new element? The, we're getting totally in the weeds. <laughs> if those two animals ever met, I'd love to watch it. They'd probably be like, "Hey, what's up? I know you're badass. You're badass too, man. Cool." Oh, grizzly's gonna destroy it. Grizzly's very aggressive, especially a sow grizzly with some cubs, like big old fat girl. Okay, so I'm over three with Andrew. He went with Kyle on every single one, and I'm never gonna live it down. So you're keeping track. That's what's impressive. Yes, <laughs> it's, okay. yeah, I lost that one bad. All right, and it's see, on I, tape, can, so. I can be convinced one way or the other. No, I'm not, it's fine. I'm not in here, it's fine. You know, it's, fine. Uh, it's fine. I think at face value, it's hard to arrive at whatever the correct answer, God, whatever would be. But is there a correct answer? So have you have you guys done an offshore show or thought about doing an offshore, like offshore, offshore, like? I'm, years, Are you worried about the equipment? No, no. Uh, it's been um, been quite a few years now. I did an offshore tuna trip. 
Did you? And usually every year for the White Marlin Open, I, I go out um, for you know one of just one of the days. I feel like I saw the weigh-ins, but, um, but I I don't remember yeah, seeing. Usually, well, last year, the last two years, I think we we've we scaled back on our uh, our coverage at the scales. Is there an exclusivity um, with the people that? Uh, or the videographers for the scale weigh-in things? Or is there, it's like, hey, everyone's welcome, let's do this thing. No, it, it seemed, or the first couple years I was here, it was a, um, obviously we, we would yield to the, the people doing the live video. Or sure, the, sure. Know, and, um, but um, it, Let's I think, just say they've come a long way with their video. Yeah, absolutely. There for a while, it was... <laughs> it was and I know, because I'm... I'm Familiar is it uh, Unseen Productions and yeah. uh, the, mm-hmm. Dave Messick? Uh, they, they, Scott Lennox and all yes, yeah. awesome. They they do an awesome job, and it, we it was their internet feed that kept dropping. Yeah. Last 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 year was really last good. Last year was better because we were here drinking our faces off, mm-hmm. swimming the pool, having red drum. It was amazing, mm-hmm. and we didn't have to go anywhere near Ocean City, which was amazing. oh, that's right. Yeah, we we were swimming in the pool, watching on tour. I provided television. delicious red drums, and we watched that's White Marlin Open weigh-ins in and, the pool, and um. Uh, which call it cheeks? Sheep, sheepy cheeks. cheeks. The that sweet, was a sweet cheeks. Night. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't remember. Good. I don't remember much about that. But. Sorry, Andrew. You got derailed. Well, you got to derail. We were, we were reminiscing. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it was good. Yeah. You should have been here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah. But the, they 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 kind of cut back on who on their uh, who they allowed in to gotcha. to film because so. of the COVID restrictions. Stuff. Well, and then even before that, it was just you know everybody has a camera, cell phone mm-hmm. now, gotcha. so gotcha. people would come in, and um, so that kind of cut back on how how our access that we were able to get to when we wanted to get it. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, we would always yield to the, the your live, you sure. interview the guy sure. first, and then we would jump in and and get it. But we right. would. We would do that the whole week, and then normally we shoot, try to shoot a week ahead of time for our show. But right. we would we would film that whole week. I'd go out on the boat, hopefully Monday, mm-hmm. you know, to get it out of the way. Right, and um, and then we'd cover the scales every day, and then bust our butts to edit Friday night and get it on and gotcha. continue edit for set, uh, Saturday, and then turn the show that that weekend. Right, um, but uh, it took a lot of. Uh, I'm getting old now. It's so a couple weeks. Yeah. Coordinated effort <laughs> too. Yeah. I am, I am absolutely amazed they've been able to keep that tournament in Harbor Island. Yeah. I mean, they are busting at the yeah. seams. Even, you know? I mean, yeah. growing, growing up down there, I mean, we would go to the weigh-ins and stuff when we knew people to kind of hang out on the porches and check it's, out the boats or mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, it was it, it astronomical ex- then. I can't imagine what it's yeah. like now. No, man. I, f- I feel like it has accelerated so much more in the last 10 years. Sure. Like, it's, it's just... Straight. I mean, well, now it's the indoctrination of having it online. You can watch a live feed, and people are like, "Hey, this looks really cool. Look at that girl over there. Let me check her out." You know, like that's not. It's so I actually went and looked at a job with my uh, my actual profession that makes that makes me enough money to pay my bills. Um, I went and looked at a job for a guy (laughs) on Friday, and I was like, "Man, I know you from somewhere. Like, I, 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 I recognize your face." I was like, you got kids? Because he, he was old enough, I felt like, to where he might have kids my age. And uh, he's like, no. So no. Matska? No. No, because I actually know his, his brother mm. um, through other professional channels. But, um, Stripping. Yes. For, for 
not enough money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it for the relationships, you know. Uh, Doing it for Salt Treat Wood now. That's right. <laughs> so um, I, I'm like, man, I know you from somewhere. You got kids? He's like, no, 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 no. I hunt and fish too much and don't have kids, work too much. I'm like, yeah, I hear you there. Um, he's like, oh, you like to hunt and fish? I said, yeah, I do. We got to talking, blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth. He's got all this offshore fishing gear all over his garage. And that's where the uh, the work that I was looking at was occurring. And um, I was like, God, these guys are driving me nuts. I know you from somewhere, right? And so he's like, mm, I, I, think, I think I might know Uh-oh. where you know me from. Uh-oh. He pulls out. The big blue hat with all the little fishes on oh, it. Oh, yeah, I was like, a scale master, hell yeah, like the, yeah. Big, the guy with the gigantic monster arms. dude. Yeah, 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 it was him. Yep. I was like, cool. holy shit, you're the yeah. you're the white marlin <laughs> Thalian guy. You know? Do you know what he does for a living? Irrigation. The big swole up dude. I thought he was pharmaceutical sales. No, he might have been a state no. trooper. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, well, the card he gave me said irrigation. Huh. So, okay. <laughs> I was just spit. Sorry. So yeah, maybe he's uh, into multiple. Uh, I thought he was a scale master. I don't know. You're talking about the big, big guy. Yeah, that always guy. has a different head on every no, day. No, he, Here's he, he, he did does irrigation sales. Here's no, the sir. big question: Why maybe are the, he did? Why are they at tenths on know. the scale and not no, 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 no. So I gave him. I, I you was gave like, him the the bees. So I was like, all right. I got a couple questions to ask you now that I know who you are. He's like, oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> Put your pretty, hat on when I ask you this question. So it's pretty cool because he keeps, uh, if you ever keep an eye on him, when they're uh, weighing the fish, he pulls the hook out. Hmm. He saves them. He's got buckets. That's awesome. He's That's got really cool. Of of the leader and hook from all the fish they weigh, like that all the is that is ringer really swivels and circle. That is really and, cool. Yep. He probably yep. has like ten grand in tackle hanging from. He the has. Too. He has. <laughs> he has the hook from the infamous blue marlin. The, the 900 some odd pounder that the, went back and forth the tail that was halved. Yeah. Da, 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 the grady way they tried to pull through there mm-hmm. and then had to drag it in, yep. tuck him off. Yep. Yeah, he one. has that one. Um, it keeps him with buckets hanging from the ceiling. But I, he, like, I, but I know for sure, like it's not like oh, it's like I just want it because of whatever. He's doing it for the memories, which is mm-hmm. awesome. That's what's cool about it. It's not like oh, I have all this tackle up here. Like, yeah, we had we had a good talk about like um, you know Frankie Petalina. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, you know, and all that, and yeah. Last, last calls going on is what I've heard. What last calls going on is what I've heard. Going on to run charters. Oh yeah, yeah. His dad, yeah. his yeah. dad's running. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I was like, you got you got to tell me a story about how this nine hundred pound tailless blue marlin got weighed. And he's like, man, look, we called we called bull horse when they were coming through the the. Yeah, but he told me about like the the Calianasa story, like the one that got disqualified mm-hmm. and all that. And it, he had some pretty cool stories. Uh, but I was like, look, man, you guys, you got a three million dollar purse. Can you not get a scale that weighs tighter hundreds. than half, yeah, half a pound? It's half a pound. Yeah, it, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why why can't it go to hundredths? That's what I'm saying. Ten hundred thousand. Yeah. And he's like, "Look, dude, we just got a we just got a power winch like three years ago. Like we had to hand winch him up." He's like, "Dude, they yeah. they pay me a salary. I don't know. It just yeah. is what it is." But it's, it's it's you'll see it, and maybe they do it because of the entertainment value when you come in with a dolphin and it's like, I don't know, thirty five point five, and the boat behind him has a thirty five point five. It might be a thirty five point eight 
you know, 35.586, whatever. But it's like, it's that, oh, they're they're in the running for a I just tenth. feel like when there's thousands of dollars on well, the line, well, you this should the, be in, in the tenths this the blue fi- This is the bluefish, Christ's sake. The, the Blue Marlin tournament down in the Outer Banks, did they actually do... The Big Rock? The Big Rock. Is that a hundredth or is that a tenth? You're asking me questions. I don't know. I'm going to have to call MJ. <laughs> hey, MJ, man, what you got, man? I don't know, man. Yeah, Michael Jordan probably knows. He's know. like, we backed the boat and we don't even have a discoverable fish. We just want to sh- <laughs> you want to see the boat, you know? Anyway, we're in the weeds again. Yep. <laughs> so, do you want to do the, what, what's the thing? <laughs> Are we? Yeah, so you know, we're, at, we're at an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we, we all been up early. I just woke up at we, actually 9.30. I was up at 4 a.m. to chase these stupid turkeys. Stupid turkey Ugh. birds. They, they smell, and I don't even like them. <laughs> I do want to kill one. I did say on a previous podcast I was going to kill one this You didn't year. put much effort into it, though. I did. No, you didn't. I did. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Andrew got one. You didn't get one. You did kill one? You did say you had one more tag left, didn't you? Yeah. Ooh. I got one. I think it was two weeks ago. Damn. It was the best hen he's ever seen. How big was he? Just judging by lifting him up because I didn't officially weigh him, it wasn't any more than twenty. It looked like he was a first year Tom. He had little, little bar- spurs, barely an inch spur, a little less than an inch spurs. Mm. He did have a ten inch beard though. I like Ooh, that. I like that. nice. I saw somebody uh, on Instagram or Facebook measuring the snood. <laughs> I've never seen that before. He's well, a, maybe that's got, a new thing. He's got an inch and three eighths spurs, <laughs> wow. ten inch beard, and he's got a two and three quarter inch snood. I'm like, damn! I only got me a two and three eighths inch yeah. snood. He didn't have a long. It was snood. real blue though. It's real blue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are we doing this now? We're measuring snoods now. Well, whatever. Yeah, mm, cool. I just, I don't. It's, that's the disconnect. It's, it's hard for me to like fathom all these like super sportsman dudes are out doing it, and it's cool, but like. You're a real fishy dude. Like, there's some real fishing going on right now, man. You're missing out. I get that, man. But turkey hunting is literally the closest thing I've ever come to elk, elk hunting. It is elk hunting on flat ground. If I you, can dig it. If you can well, this, do, this do morning call and chase, it's the same thing. This morning was probably like sitting in the marsh anyway, so. It was very wet. Yeah, I'm My sure it was. My feet were very soggy. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. I need new boots. So at the end of the show, usually we do. Dave's going to correct me because I have no idea what you I'm saying. You screw it up every time. So. Yeah, well, it's a confessions, uh, angry, uh, coalescence. I, I believe it's apologies, <laughs> take backs, or compliments. compliments. Apologies, take backs, compliments. I'm do you say- have any of those, Dave? You want to go first? Apologies. I feel like this is a pretty clean episode. Yeah, it was really good. I feel I enjoyed like I it. didn't screw anything up. I apologize. Uh, so Kyle never apologizes for anything. Kyle's no. not here tonight, so I apologize. He's for on Kyle's, assignment. Kyle's <laughs> not in jail, as far as we know. He this would have gone on another thirty minutes because <sighs> Andrew agreed with him on every single thing. <laughs> I knew I liked you. <laughs> this is going to cause me so much pain for the next few episodes when he hears this. But, and thanks, <laughs> Andrew, for that. Yeah, uh, compliments. There's my apology right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't play into Kyle's hand. Yeah, compliments. Uh, I mean, I I, uh, I compliment you for showing up, even though you've been up since three forty five. Three forty five in the morning. I can't that's, even talk. That's right. crazy, man. Uh, I've been Thank up you. since Thank four, you. and I'm barely hanging on. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, it's the first time I've gotten to talk to you, person to person. I think it's it, it's been a lot of fun. So I enjoy that. And uh, what the hell was the third one? Compliments. 
That was that one I just Compliments, did. apologies, or take takebacks. Take backs. Yeah. I don't I don't have any take backs. I feel this is really a lot of fun. Yeah. I think Andrew wants to take back that Colch. I don't I don't think he liked it. It's okay, much. no worries. No, no, we're just here to offer <laughs> I'll, I'll go next because I'll forget if I don't. So my take back strongly is Big Bird's Big Bird Cropper's profession. <laughs> I was told incorrect information, so Big Bird, keep on keeping on, babe. I love you dearly. You blew his cover is what you did. <laughs> That's what, deep, I was to- that's what I was told. That's what I was told, and that was by a law enforcement person. So mm. I don't know, dude. Uh, compliments, Andrew. Did you thank say you. he infiltrated the Hell's Angels? Is that what you said? God no, not no, no, I didn't say. I didn't okay. say that. I didn't right. say nothing. Oh, no, Hell's Angels, a great organization. That's a number. That's a one percenter. That because there's ninety nine percent people that aren't you. Yeah. Don't come to my house, please. <laughs> uh, compliments to Andrew. Thank you for coming. I know you had a hell of a schedule. You always make time for us, and I really do appreciate that. I really do. Um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, take backs. No, I did a take back. Compliments, compliments, and apologies. 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 I, I, I told you he screws us up every time. Dude, I I started the damn thing. I can't remember. It. <laughs> apologies, I have none other than Big Bird. I'm sorry. Keep on fishing. I'll see your bluefish in a couple weeks. It's fine. You know. Yeah, it's supposed to be the Mother's Day run, right? Sure, sure. It's been a weird. April was dry and hot, and May is not. Andrew, do you have any April take backs? Like compliments. Like that. <laughs> I love April. <laughs> April Vokey, you're gorgeous. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Enjoy your your Australian getaway. Uh, compliments. Uh, I think I think you guys are do, doing a, a fun show here. I've really enjoyed myself, uh, and I appreciate you asking me to be a part of it. I'm 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 honored that uh, you would uh, think to ask me to to, mm-hmm. to join you in doing this. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, take backs. Uh, you don't have to have any of them. It's I'm just thinking. I don't. It's just a, Job, mom, memory right? jog, wrap up. So, <laughs> my worries. Well, I, uh, yeah, I guess off the top of my head, I can't really think That's of any. That's clean run. That's good. Word, word, yeah. word. So. Fair enough. No, and no apologies either. <laughs> I, apologize. I apologize for for siding with uh, for with uh, Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> with that guy that didn't show I would, up. I either. would apologize too. It's, it's all good. He's on assignment. Not in jail, as far as we know. Not as far as we know. And he's not hemmed up in uh, Exmoor. We don't have our. Uh, Dave has his phone on my phone. So yeah. Play us out, David. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time, Andrew. Thanks so much. Outdoors on Marva. Check him out, and um, we'll see you later. Play the music. See you, baby.